Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast, and it's our two-year anniversary. Wah, wah, wah. I was trying to do like the air horn, like wah, wah, wah. like that. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't that know if that worked. It could have been worse. Uh, but uh, your D commentators this month are me, Lucas, and me, Emma, and we are here today to talk about high school musical. We're here the to classic. talk about something important. We're here to talk about a cultural touchstone phenomenon i have never been more jazzed to record this podcast can i just say (laughs) i am jazzed i had to tell emma before we started i was like emma you realize you're not gonna be able to get to every note you wrote down because i know she has like two full notebooks oh i realized that i realized that last night at 12 30 a.m when i finished watching this movie and was at the point where i was just writing down lines from the script verbatim because i found them (laughs) hilarious i was like there's no joke here this is just I funny. I did that a little bit. I, I did that a little bit too. This is like the first movie that I did that with where I was like, there's, I don't have a joke for this. I have no commentary on it. I just love it. There's nothing, I can't, I have nothing to say about it. Same thing, I did it with Motocross too, but I started watching it at like 10 p- p.m. and I was like, ugh, gonna have to finish this tomorrow. No way I'm staying up. Up until 1230. <laughs> and I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, Emma, that's not possible. The movie's not that long. So that I say. <laughs> The movie's a tight hour 30. How did you make it last that long? And to that I say, I reround the musical numbers. Almost (laughs) all of them. At least once. Breaking breaking free three times. Even Gabriella. Oh, no, but fast forwarded through that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fast forwarded through that, but made up that time in other places. Yeah. So let's start here. I feel like... This is a cultural touchstone, and I'm pretty sure everybody has seen High School Musical. If you haven't seen High School Musical, turn this podcast off and go watch High School Musical. It's available on ev- anything. If you, you haven't imagine. seen High School Musical, you should really figure your shit out because you're yeah. doing something well, very. No, well, wrong. no, I, I I think it's not unrealistic. Like, I feel like uh, some of our listeners are probably people who watched like the really old like '90s Disney Channel original movies, and by like 2006, they weren't in the game anymore. And so oh, this I might will have been a say. Little- uh, after their time. Yeah, I agree with you, and I will say, I still think you're wrong if you've never seen this movie, because it's incredible. Uh, yeah, you, sh- you should see it for the cultural knowledge alone. And it's also incredible. Sure. And yeah. the other thing I'll say is that when I was look- watching this movie and, like, Googling the years and how old they were and shit, I was like, I was way too old to be as into high school musical as I was. Way too old. And I kind of remember now, like, watching this movie again, like, with, like, kind of harsh judgment on it. I was like, yeah, I felt like I kind of had to watch this ironically. At least by the second one. Like, I pretended that I was watching it ironically. But I wasn't. Pretended. I yeah, loved pretended it. Being the I, didn't, I was pretending that I was watching it. Because I was... In the seventh, sixth, or seventh grade when the first yeah, one came you out. Yeah, you would have been 13. I would have been 10, I believe. Which isn't, like, exceedingly old, but, like, it's still, like, make out with boys grade school level. Like, not seeing I mean, it. I don't know. I think it's I think it's very much a movie about high school made for kids who are not in high school. So I think you're in an okay age range. I mean, I don't know. I'm in an okay age range, I think, to enjoy it. Was I in an okay age range to buy rhinestone jewelry <laughs> in the shape of stars and then sing 
Sharpay's parts and bop to the top alone in my room? Probably not. That's where I'm saying I was that into that's it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, let's that's, that's also address this. Is that me and Emma are, are possibly the most different two people can be. Like, our friends know this. Our friends and family know how different we are. If there's one thing me and Emma meet on equal ground on, it is how much we love High School Musical. How fantastic <laughs> like, this film is. Like, you wouldn't, like you wouldn't think that the, the two of us could both like this movie this much. It's, we both we do. do. It's, we do. It's, it's, it's strange. It's because a, it's a there's weird something g- for every one there's something for everyone here <laughs> at one point we were babysitting children that younger that were younger than us and we did like an activity with them it was like we're gonna do like a karaoke like sing off to high school musical yes. did you perform a number to get your head in the I, game like with a basketball i i did we did this twice <laughs> i think the same kids go and this was by the time high school musical 2 came out the first mm-hmm. time we did it i did it to work this out for high school musical 2 okay good um, one did you, did you dress then, as a chef there was like spoons. I believe, I believe I did. There were spoons. There was props. About. And then the second time, which was at our house, I did do an attempt at get your head in the game, and I believe I broke a lamp. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I think Something you like that, that one of the basketballs. You like threw it and went rogue. Because I am not athletically gifted. Neither are any of the men in this movie, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, th- this was a this swept the nation when it came out. We it swept were me. All, we, we got the fever, and I'm and I think it's not an exaggeration to say it changed Disney Channel pretty much forever. There's this this has to be. I don't have the hard numbers on this. After. Like I don't have the hard numbers on this, but like, was this like the highest gross? Like this has to be the biggest Disney Channel original movie. It, it's is it the only no. one that ever made it to theaters? Like it went to theaters. It did go to theaters. That's that. If you're judging it by that, technically yes. But actually, in terms of ratings, this is the ninth highest uh, premiere of a Disney Channel original movie. High School Musical Two is that's what I'm one, saying because this was a sleeper yeah. hit. Everyone thought no one it thought was. this was going to do well. I remember the commercials for this, and you're like, "This is so dumb!" Like High School Musical. Like I couldn't think of a better name. It's, it's so a, it's a dumb name. It's a weird name. Well, I did read online in a fun facts post that that was like a placeholder. They were like, it was, uh, they were yeah. like the unnamed High School Musical project, and then they were like, "Yeah, fuck, we got to get this thing to editing." Yeah. But I like the name now. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, well, now it's iconic. Now it's like a brand. Um, but it's, it, and no, the part of the reason we know that is because it became such a big thing. Disney Channel did that thing where it did the fact version of it, where you'd watch the movie and little facts would pop up about the, what was going on in each scene. Those are embroiled and, in my mind. There was like a <laughs> fact version. There was a sing-along version. There was a dance-along version, which I'll touch on later. Because there was the bad lip-reading version. Because the goddamn moves to these songs. The other thing is that I was going to say, going back to like this being like a sleeper hit, where you're like, High School Musical obviously killed this in the ratings. These people were unknown except for Ashley Tisdale. None yes. of these people, I Ashley Luke, Tisdale was the only like Disney talent they had because of Sweet Life Zach Cody. Cody. Lucas Graviel had wrapped Halloween Town High right before this, but like nobody knew who he was. No, um, he no, he I even said he in an still, interview he's he, working he, at Blockbuster. He was working at Blockbuster, and someone came up to him and was like, "Hey, you look like this kid in High School Halloween Town High," and he was like, "Yeah, that's me." And then he's like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "No, that that is me." And then he got High School Musical later. Yeah, no, uh, you you are right. These people were essentially unknown, which is crazy because it's freaking Zac Efron. Zac Efron is arguably one of the biggest stars in the world. Like he's <laughs> incredibly famous. Like, Pretty is he much, the most yeah. talented man alive? Probably not. If you've seen The no. Greatest Showman, you might something else. I would. I love Zac Efron, but I mean, yes, but when you're set, when you're comparing Zac Efron to Hugh Jackman, you cannot say he's not. He is more talented than Hugh. Oh, Jackman. he's he's know. getting tapped around by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but I love Zac Efron. Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, they. I mean, they don't technically. These people don't really have to work again. I don't think. But <laughs> love Vanessa Hudgens. She's at Coachella every year, chilling the fuck out. I think she's in that dog movie that's coming out. But she can do whatever she wants. I don't care. And for my people that are just tuning in that have been um, living in a cave for the past, I don't know, 
all the decades of their life. Um, this movie was uh, directed and choreographed by Kenny Ortega, who yeah. is the iconic mind behind Dirty Dancing. So that was like the, a big name they had attached to this, but that was mm-hmm. meant nothing to 13-year-old me. Like no, yeah, that was like I, re- I guess I, I remember it learning did. who I, I remember learning who he was through these films. Yes, yes, I, I think I, I, I learned think who I was, he was through these films as well. Although I was mistaken because I I think I said in a previous episode that he only choreographed the first one and then it did so well they let him direct it. No, he directed all three of them, I believe. This was in his mind grapes and he squeezed it out. Like <laughs> he, yeah, this was his yeah. passion project. And and we're all thankful he didn't have to work this hard. But he, he, did he didn't have to go this hard, but he did. He left it all on the dance floor. Um, yeah. And the court. And the court. Uh, and the scholastic but, decathlon room. Um, yeah, whatever that's let's called. Let's jump into this bad boy because I got a lot to say. Well, jump in's a different Corbin Blue movie. Um, uh, but let's talk about High School Musical. As and we're gonna and we're not doing we're not doing news. There's actually is a lot of news we could talk about, but it's our two year anniversary, and we know it's probably gonna be a long episode. So we're just gonna plow it on. We'll cover it next month. I promise. Buckle your okay. seatbelt, bitches. I'm so, gonna sing. I know I am. <laughs> and I will edit it out. So we open on some kind of ski lodge in. Do they say where it is? No, no. I'm assuming. Actually, I think it is Colorado. And then it opened on a completely fake ski lodge. It was all. I think it was oh, animated course. or like a toy village. <laughs> There was a um, painting someone made at home. Literally. It was animated. And, yeah, I don't know where they are. I think, I'm assuming Colorado. I think it is. Or Montana, one of those. And and we go to a young woman sitting on a couch reading her book. Wearing Uggs. And, 2006 and up, <laughs> And her mother comes up and is like, Gabriella, what are you doing sitting here reading your books? Uh, it's Weird book Eve, girl. And she's like, go down to the teen party the hotel is throwing. You'll have a great time. And she takes her book and then she's like, but mom, give me the book back. And she's like, fine, daughter. And then we <laughs> cut daughter. to two men playing basketball and we meet possibly one of oh my the best God. characters in the film. Not Zac Efron, his father. Oh, Lucas, you have to just give me a moment. I, this is like, I know that I have a lot to say and I'm going to skip over a lot of that because nobody gives a flying you fuck. You can't skip over but Coach Bolton. My favorite character you guys in the history of disney channel original movies is coach bolton this man speaking of people who didn't have to go this hard he did it for us he goes so hard on a completely different caliber than everyone else everybody else thinks they are in high school musical he thinks he's in remember the fucking titans he's acting at 11 everyone else is at a six he's never not screaming he's never not screaming or angrily whispering or doing things in like a weird like deep voice and so he's doing basketball that's how i'm gonna say it with zach efron and all he's saying is just like weird sports phrases where he's like torch him you take it downtown Woo-hoo! And like, <laughs> that is basically his dialogue for yeah. all three films and he delivers and honestly i think my passion project is i want to do an off-broadway show that's just me doing a bad coach bolton impression and because i know every single one of his lines from this movie like i realized that i oh, had I them thought, memorized i thought i thought you were gonna say you wanted to do like a rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead Oh my god! Musical yes, where it just but it's just about Coach, Coach Bolton. Bolton. It's just about clearly Coach deteriorating marriage because he doesn't give a fuck about his wife. Yeah, the, yeah. We see we see the wife come in, and she. Well, I don't think she appears in any of the other movies. If she does, it's only for no. A she does think, because there's a grocery scene in the second yeah, oh, one too, where they don't yeah, help her with too, the groceries. Yes. But is it the same woman? Because she literally has one line in this film. No, I don't know. I but I literally said this poor mom. She got like a tankini evening gown on. Can you guys just like she's really ready to go? Like they don't give a fuck about her. her Neither of them yeah. do. Coach Bolton promised his wife a beautiful ski vacation for New Year's Eve, and she got basketball 24-7. 
on the slopes. Because uh, yeah, she comes in while they're at like the, the hotel gym or whatever, and is like, it's New Year's Eve, I'm dressed, we're going out and partying and dancing. Troy, there's a teen party I have to that hear they're teen having. club at the Freestyle teen Club. Club. That's what's called. The Freestyle called. Club. Which, I know we make fun of when Disney Channel does teen parties. Me and I have been at a lot of hotels where they've done stupid nonsense like that, been like, hey, it's the teen club, guys, and it's whatever At least whatever Troy day, was skeptical so. of it. He was like, teen he party? Was. But so they, they, she makes them shower off and go to the party and we see Troy go to his teen party and it's like, you know, kids in party also, hats and party Also, did you notice that, like, when they, like, are zooming in on kids, they're, like, all, like, there's, like, also everyone at this party besides Zach Guy and Vanessa Hudgens are 12 and they're oh, yeah. clearly 18, 19 and there's, all the kids are in those, like, I'm gonna do a terrible job describing this, but, like, those paper plastic, like, top hats say like, Happy New Year that you wear when it's New Year's. Yeah, it's a part There's of that. one kid just in With a Viking. giant foam cowboy ca- No, 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 no. Oh, the giant foam cowboy I'm getting to that. Viking horns. Just wearing Viking horns. And I was like, that's weird. Did they run out of hats? And then when Vanessa Hudgens walks in, there's a man in a giant foam cowboy hat yep. who goes, howdy. Yeah, Turd Ferguson, they call him. He walks in and just kind of walks around, and he doesn't look very interested with what's going on. Gabrielle comes in and sits down and starts reading her book, because she's a nerd, guys. Uh, Guys, I'm going to say this right now, and I hope I get hate for this. I hate Gabriella. She sucks. She infuriates me. And she gets better, but in this movie, I cannot stand yeah, her. We can, yeah, we can talk about this here. I mean, okay, I don't hate Gabriella. She's definitely the weaker of the two. And Vanessa Ann Hudgens clearly has not come into herself as an actress. And you are right, she will be uh, She much still better. hasn't come into herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, and she's much better in High School Musical 2. But I just think for this one... They were like, they really try and hit you over the head that she's like a super genius and like really smart and like shy. And it just, those traits don't combine well into a likable character. Not likable, but like a dynamic leading lady. I mean, my point here is number one, she is stunningly beautiful, gorgeous. Everything about her, stunning. And she's like 18. She's so pretty. Um, But the other thing is like, this would never fly in 2018. Like, as, like, her being the female lead of this movie. Like, in we've watched modern DCOMs, and, like, in all the modern ones, like, the women kind of have to be the masters of their own domain, and she is just, like, so incredibly passive. Like, it's she's just not really well-written in this movie. It's not her. Yeah, I... No, I... I, well, I, I it's a little bit her. Her acting's not great, but... I mean, it doesn't I, really get better, Luke. It's not gonna no. be better in this dog movie. It's coming out in two weeks. But I'm saying... I, I think, like, I do agree with you. You are right. She is kind of, like... Affected more by other characters than having her own agency. Yes. I get what you're saying, but yes, I I do I do agree with your assessment of Gabrielle. I wouldn't say she sucks, but she's not as strong as she could be. But uh, no one cares about her because Troy Bolton is the king we all need. Uh, and so then they're doing like this karaoke thing in the middle of the room, and like the MC of the party comes up. And he's like, "All right, so who's singing next?" Because apparently this is a karaoke where they choose from the audience. You don't say, "Hey, it I'd is like a to karaoke sing this Russian roulette." You are not. Yeah. <laughs> you do not opt Something in. Something like that. Also, pray for this poor Freestyle Club's 25-year-old MC. That man is so much older than everyone else. That is true, but also he's the hero of the franchise, because if not for him, Emma, we would not have a, a story. We would not he, have high school He's musical. a soothsayer. He's a he fortune is. teller. Like, he's actually a hundred-year-old forest witch that is he's, transformed. <laughs> he's like fate. He needs, he's like, these two teenagers <laughs> must be pushed to get pushed together. He's fate personified. It's like uh, that ter- collateral beauty. He's like an emotion person. <laughs> uh, oh no one's going to get a collateral beauty <laughs> reference, Emma. 
And so uh, the, the light, they send spotlights down. One lands on Troy, one lands on Gabrielle. And they're just both like, no, I don't want to do this. But they get shoved on stage anyway. And, and then Zach Efron just looks at like the prompter and just starts to sing the song. And this is our first musical A number. song no one's it's, ever heard before. This yeah, this like original, completely original song called The Start of Something New. It is an uh, unmitigated bop. Of Yo, oh, obviously. And, and, Did yeah, I remind this? Yes. We should say we should say this. I think pretty much every song with the exception of Gabriella's goes the hell off. Oh, yeah. Film. I would say the same thing. I agree 100%. There is not a flop among them except for the Gabriella one. Whoever yeah. wrote that yeah, one phoned that, it the fuck in that day. <laughs> but so they start singing the song and it's, you know, all about start of something new because you know they're just meeting for the first time and like they win the crowd oh not that they were against them but the crowd's like not really paying attention at the beginning and then like they start doing such a good job that they bring the whole crowd in and let's t- we can talk about this right now Wait, let's talk about this right now is the fact that it's not his voice it's zach efron's voice mixed with drew seeley who's a different performer and, ne- and now that i'm an adult it's really obvious really he's not obvious. actually singing it's like painfully obvious especially in this scene because he's opening his mouth like so wide to like over enunciate all the words i also noticed that i was like it, i was like it's off its hinges like he's yeah. going to eat this person like the it clown like he his mouth is so he's really like overselling it in a way where it's like you yeah. can tell he's lip syncing but I also did read facts that it's because they cast him too late and all the songs were written for someone who was a tenor and Zach Efron's a baritone. So it doesn't mean that he can't sing everyone. Oh, no. He does He does a great job come High School Musical 2 and 3. And but it's also, honestly, Drew Seeley can never got this part because Drew Seeley looked 45 when he was 22. He looks old, yeah. He's mm-hmm. weathered as a bag. So, <laughs> all right, come on. <laughs> so we had to get little young Zachy in there. But right. you can really tell that this is not his voice. Yeah, and it's honestly a little jarring. Like, if you watch, like, Bet on It or anything from High School Musical 2, like, how It's a totally different, different voice. <laughs> totally different. And, I mean, I guess you could explain it away with puberty. I don't know. But it's just very jarring like, upon rewatch. Um, So they do this number. Everyone's on their feet cheering. And then they, like... He also rips off that jacket like this is Magic oh, Michael. Yeah. Like, he's stripping on stage. She's still, like, bit. very uncomfortable. He's, like, whipping his jacket into the crowd, like, dancing up on her. I was like, yeah. girl, run. Like, his mouth <laughs> is too wide. Right. <laughs> uh, but like yeah so they start like looking in each other's eyes kind of being like hey we're flirty singing now and then they could they this be st- the start of something new <laughs> exactly they eventually stop looking away from the teleprompter at all they are totally freewheeling this they look at it for two lines and then they are in um but so yeah they do the song everyone cheers and then they go out onto like the balcony of this ski lodge talking saying oh my gosh you did so great like i like you're such a great singer and she's like oh you know i just do church choir i got a solo once and i totally clamped up but you're great it's like oh yeah my shower head's very impressed i also thought i wrote church choir she's such a loser (laughs) you guys are gonna see me have a vendetta anything she says luke it doesn't matter what it is she could cure cancer i still hate her she's so boring i (laughs) She infuriates me. There's a reason that when they did the bad lip reading version of High School Musical on like Disney Channel, that they made that plot line where she's secretly a robot, like a girl, a robot designed to be a girl. Yes, that's what she is. Um, and like, first of all, the world's fakest snow is falling on. Oh, it's very, it's clear, it's it is construction paper. (laughs) There's soap construction paper. It's very fake. And so then they just talk, and then he's like, the fireworks start going off, and they kind of have that moment, it's like, it's New Year's Eve at midnight, should we kiss even though we just met? And then he's like, oh. I didn't even pick up on that, were they going to kiss? They were, I felt like they they were five feet away from each other. They were giving a good look at each other, being like, "Mm, mm, mm." 
Um, and then she's like, I better go find my mom, wish her happy new years and everything. And he's like, yeah, I better do that too with, uh, you know, my mom, not yours. And they exchange numbers and they do that thing, which I've never seen actually done when, when you're trading numbers with people, you take, take a, a picture, picture of, of them. <laughs> like I've never, no, take a picture of yourself while you're putting your number in their phone. Oh, like, I've never seen. I thought he never... snapped a picture of her and he, she snapped a picture of him. I don't think no, they took I thought, selfies. No, I thought they ch- the exchanged The selfie phones. wasn't even like a thing in 2006. No, I thought they changed phones. Maybe they did. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't I've know. seen it both. I've seen it both ways, but I've never seen any way you shake it, they whip out those flips, baby. No, he has he has a flip, and she has a BlackBerry because she's smart and she needs. What is with the array of cell phones? Sharpay has a sidekick. Yeah, we'll talk about her in a second. (laughs) But so we then we pan to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I feel like a lot of people forget that these movies take place in Albuquerque. I don't. I don't. And you know what I said. I said, thank you for telling us where the fuck we are in <laughs> that's text. So, that's so true. They finally told us where we finally, are. Almost. Finally, I'm vindicated. I literally, like, I was watching this line. I was like, yes. You don't even, I don't even have to guess. And they don't even have to miss a line. It is spelled out for you. The thing is, too, is they don't have to. It's no! not related to anything. It's East more the second movie. could be anywhere. I mean, it's in our hearts. It was uh, also filmed like, in Salt Lake City, not even in yeah. New Mexico. Well, it gets it gets more New Mexico in the second movie when they're like, you know, on rock formations and talking about going to Albuquerque University or whatever. Was that um, a real college? No, it's not. They made that. No, I, I don't think so. I don't remember. But so, yeah, we open on, we pan up East High, the, one of the most iconic schools ever committed to film. This, this school, school is a real school. And it it's is a real a school. fucking massive high school. Yeah. Maybe it's like the only high school in Salt Lake because it's... <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Is there just one high school in Utah? I'm going to offend so many people in Utah if there's one person in Utah listening to this. Is there just like one high school in all of Utah and you guys like commute for like hours to it? Because it is massively huge. Correct. And as we're panning over it, we they play the wild cats say it loud. Yeah, we really got it going, going on. on. And you, wild cats everywhere. Radio hands up in the air. And you just can't resist shaking your body. Oh, you always got to move it. And I will yeah. say though about this school, something I noticed at this, this watch that I didn't really make fun of in my younger days. This school is in a constant state of pep rally. Mm-hmm. When I was watching us now, I was like, okay, so Definitely. he says he gets off the bus. He's at East High. Chad Danforth, um, our man. We'll, 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 we'll get to Chad Danforth. He comes up and we'll he's like, the that. championship game. We're getting to him now, Luke. He's here. The, the scene we're in, he's uh, well, showing first well, no, person talking. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, Troy Bolton comes off the bus and like, yeah, you're then right. Then Chad like Danforth mid, comes up. They're, they're, so comes I'm up, in the right I, place. They're Fuck in off. Mid, I know what I'm saying. They're in mid pep rally. I thought you were saying before he even steps off the bus. They are like, people are always moving around. Like cheerleaders are always in uniform. But the point is this, that Chad's always like, oh, championship game in two weeks. And I was like, I forgot the plot. Of, I was like, there's going to be some lead-up games to that championship game. No. No. No, 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 no. They don't even give him a chance to fuck up like he, while, you know, singing. Like, there's only one game. And for those two weeks leading up to that one game, they are in constant pep rally, whether it be yep. the lunchroom, the hallways, constant state of pep rally. There At is one, point, one. There is like kids running through a hallway wearing wigs and like carrying a vuvuzela. Like they're Well, no, I, no, I think state. that's the, I think that is the official pep rally. There is one like when? real pep rally. When? Like right, right when the freaking Gabrielle gets her heart broken and Troy goes out But that was impromptu. Like, that was literally impromptu. They no, just started I thought, doing I it. thought that was, I got the vibe that that was an official pep rally. That I was school sponsored. Well, uh, if the principal didn't announce it, it wasn't official. But continuing on, Chad Danforth comes to meet Troy Bolton as getting off the bus after his Christmas break. And I'm going to say something here that the director was giving weird notes because nobody touches their friend 
as much as Chad touches Troy. Did you notice this? His no. hands are either on a basketball or on Troy's physical body. Chad also has the strangest fashion sense, and I love it so, so much. And I know I'm not the one to bring up fashion, but the man wears three watches and strange graphic tees. And I just, I love Corbin Blue. And then, I don't like, know what it is. I have a soft over those spot graphic for that, he, th- I mean, that was very 2006. Like, that was right, that right. Aged, that aged poorly, but, like, that was, like, a thing. I've always just had a very deep appreciation for Corbin Blue, and this is where, this film is where it began. He is a hell of a dancer. He oh, busts yeah. out some shit here that is truly incredible. And Which he's not that actor. Because he, he also has a song in the second movie about he, how he does not dance explicitly. He's the best dancer out of everyone. <laughs> and also, uh, he's not a bad, he's a good actor, like, some of the, most of the times when I genuinely laugh, it's him talking. He's really mm-hmm. funny. He is, yes. Um, but so they, they go into the school and we meet possibly the most iconic character of the whole franchise. <laughs> I said the true protagonist of this film. So iconic, she got her own spinoff movie, Miss Sharpay Evans and her brother Ryan to a lesser extent. I, guys, when I tell you, this should come as a surprise to no one. As she was the role model for little weird, dramatic, loner girls everywhere, I loved Sharpay. The Everybody fact that loves any, Sharpay. Like, that's okay. This is my question. Like, listeners, write in. Tell me. Email us. Tweet me. Were there Gabriella girls? Were there girls out there who were, like, stanning Gabriella? Because Sharpay is the clear female protagonist of this movie. Like, I stand Sharpay so hard and everyone else i that that liked it that i knew did too like nobody was like team gabriella like who was here's, that here here's the thing here's what i'm gonna say about sharpay first of all i think she is probably the most one of the most iconic characters of any disney channel original movie is sharpay goddamn evans a hundred percent but let's put some respect on ryan evans's name because lucas graviel is also acting circles around everyone else in this fucking I, movie i'll get to i'll get to lucas graviel in a second my thing with sharpay in this movie is that she is not in it nearly enough nowhere if you were, if you if you really watch it, Ryan also for, I love freaking love Ryan freaking love Lucas Grabeel. He's great in this movie, but he does not have barely any lines, especially in these opening scenes. It's Nowhere all her. Near and, enough. And I think they movie? and I think they realized what a popular character she was because the second one is her time to shine. Oh. She's in the second one so much. That's why the second one's my favorite. I it's so good. They are. I truly. I call this out later. I think in the movie when they're they do uh, like a number, but like they deserved Oscars for these roles. They are incredible. They are incredible to together. They're hilarious they are. playing off of each other. They are mm-hmm. genuinely like like these Disney Channel original movies, and like I'm not just saying this because it's High School Musical guys. Like I like maybe once. In a, in a movie, I will actually laugh. You probably laugh more than I do, Luke. But, like, I'll be like, ha, 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 that's... Like, I'll actually laugh out loud. That's funny. This movie, I laughed multiple times. I've also seen this movie hundreds of times. And I still cracked up. And it's usually a Sharpay and Ryan. Because they're so fucking funny. They're hilarious. I At multiple points throughout this film, there were times where I'm like, oh, we're focusing on Troy and Gabrielle again. Can't we see more of Sharpay and Ryan? Because they are the best And also, there's whoever, I don't know who wrote the book for this, but like their lines are funny. Like the, the mm-hmm. lines they wrote for them are hilarious. They, they are. obviously elevate them to the next level. It's, a, it's very much Ashley Tisdale freaking slaying on the screen as she's well. She's serving a masterclass in this film. Yeah. Let's just say that. Right. And so they walk in, you know, all strutting fancy. She's Chad's typing like, on a sidekick, as one yeah. does. Chad's like, oh, you know how she spent her winter break shopping for more mirrors? Sick burn. Sick burn. I literally also wrote sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> sick um, burn, Chad. Um, and so then we cut to Gabrielle being shown around the halls by the principal with her mom. 
And she's like, listen, Gabrielle, I promise you this is the last new school you have to go to. You're graduating here. I promise. And she's like, but I don't want to be the, like the, you know, the freaky, super genius girl at this school again. Then blend in, bitch. Like she, I'm sorry, I'll get to this later. But like, she's like, I don't want to be the freaky genius girl. I'm like, you are the master of your own domain, homie. You are pigeonholing yourself as that. And it will show itself later. Continue. Do you, do you also feel like, this is a slight sidebar. Do you feel like the fact that she's like a genius kind of gets buried in the other two movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we never talk about it again. I think maybe they talk about it in three because, you know, she's like... She goes to, like, Stanford. Yeah, she goes to some start school. But, like, so much of her character in this first one is, like, how smart she is. That does not come up, like, at all. She's a lifeguard in the second one. She gets a bob and a lifeguard and we never talk about it again. No. Um, So she goes into class and... Uh, we meet another, the other hugely iconic character. I feel like like every, all, nearly every character in this film is iconic. Who is Mrs. Darbus? Who, who is, is there? For all intents and purposes, doing a Mrs. Doubtfire impression. A little bit. Did they tell her to do a Mrs. Doubtfire impression? Because that's what she's doing, minus a Scottish accent. Well, yeah, but she's also not doing it so like nasally. She's not like hello. Yeah. She's like welcome everyone to the drama club and like just very boisterous and. But she's so freaking good. Oh, Again, oh. she it's so, she's so freaking I hilarious. want a Rosencrantz so and Gildersen movie about her, and that is what I and, need. And Coach Bolton, about yes. their rivalry, because they are on the outs constantly. I would pay to see Since that. they both started at the school, they said, there's this has been going back a while, and we just got in, like, yeah. halfway. Like, I want to know how this history. started. We need history. But so everyone's, like, taking their seat in the, this is supposed to be homeroom. I don't know why homeroom is in the beginning of school. I don't but, know. But, Okay. Um, Do you also hear so, Zac Efron's pink jelly ad lib? Yes! Yes. So, Gabrielle walks into the class, hands her thing, and, like, goes to sit down, and Troy sees her, and it's like, wait, is that Gabrielle? But he's talking to a guy, and he's like, yeah, man, all I could remember was, like, pink jelly. Like, the like what the- Well, Kenny Ortega used to just kind of let them- He Like, he was famous for just, like, letting the camera roll, like, too long. And would just, like, tell them to, like, make up words if it was, like, talking to someone. So him and Chad used to do weird things. You can see more in two. And, like, like he was clearly just, like, talking nonsense to that Jason kid. But I also didn't realize that he sees Gabriella here. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He, see, yeah he, he, like, sees her a bit. And he's like, is that Gabriella? And so Darbus starts class and starts making announcements about, you know, drama club and, like, the Scholastic Decathlon and all these other activities. And Troy decides to test it. He pulls his phone out and calls her phone and it starts ringing. But and my then point was, Ms. what was his fucking plan here? Was she going to pick up his call in homeroom and be like, hey, what's up? No, well, he was going to see if it rang, because if it rang... But now we all have detention. Well, yeah, no, that's the bad part of the plan. But yeah, because Darbus immediately goes on the warpath. He's like, ah, the cell phone, the worst thing that could ever possibly exist ever. And like, Sharpie and Ryan pull out their phones, because they're like, oh, is it ours ring? And there's like, oh, Sharpie Also, Sharpie's sidekick is fully rhinestone, like everything Sharpie owns everything she's like okay put your phones in this bucket and i realize on this watch through the bucket says solitary confinement no it doesn't it does it says Ah! solitary confinement and i want whoever made that prop to be paid ten thousand dollars they should have gotten a fucking raise are fantastic never noticed that so gabriella and so uh sharpay and ryan put their phones in and they're like oh i can't believe you have the tension and then uh, Gabrielle puts hers in. She goes and gets Troy's phone because he has his phone phone out. And then Chad's like, oh, Miss Darbus, but you can't give detention. We have basketball practice after class. And then she's like, well, now you have 15 minutes of detention for speaking out against me. And and then, oh, also, do we skip? No, this is where we meet Taylor, right? This is Taylor. Yeah, she's Here. in the homeroom. Yeah. yeah. Then we meet uh, Taylor McKessie, who's uh, the other requisite smart girl. 
And she's like, oh, I don't think Chad knows how to count to 15. And then Darvis is like, guess what? You got 15 too, bitch. All right. Anyone else want to try me? Huh? Huh? I didn't think so. And then the bell rings. It's the shortest homeroom in the history of the world. And so uh, Troy catches Gabriella coming out of the classroom. He's like, oh my gosh. Hey, this is crazy. I can't believe you go here now. And she's like, yeah, my mom moved. That's awesome. And he's like, oh, well, dude, like, let me show you around to East High a little bit. And like, walks around and they see the sign up sheet for the uh, winter musicale. As Darvis always says. I didn't also realize how I was a full-blown adult, which, like, maybe I can enlighten you guys here if there's any people that are still in the dark. I didn't realize until I was a full-blown adult, like, after this movie had come out and I was, like, reading something about it, that the musicale's name is Twinkletown. Twinkletown, yes. I thought when she was saying Twinkletown musicale, she was just using Twinkletown as an adjective for the musicale. I didn't realize that was actually the title of the show that Kelsey had written. Right. But yes. it is. Because this, this is also another fun fact, and I, I was going to get into this in the detention scene, but we can do it now, is the fact that this musical that they're auditioning for, the staff can consciously made the decision to not have it make any sense. There's a camel. There's and a, a camel. Oh, there's a moon and, and a, a tree. Moon. And there's also a, a number done in Spanish when Brian and Sharpay are on a ladder. Like, what? what is the plot? It makes no sense. No, and they just specifically said, like, you're never going to see it, so let's just have fun and throw a bunch of weird stuff at it. So I don't know how Twinkletown relates to any of that. But so they're talking, and so they see the auditions page, and then he's like, oh, you could go out for that. You know, you're such a great singer. And she's like, well, I don't really want to join any clubs yet because, you know, I'm still getting the hang of the school. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And she's like, well, you could sign up. You know, you're great at singing. And he's like, oh, no, I've got too much basketball stuff. Basketball, <laughs> basketball, basketball. And then Sharpay Evans emerges from the shadows From the somehow, ether, like Beetlejuice. From the ether. And, and she's like, oh, hey, Troy, you looking at the auditions? Oh, fabulous. I don't know what she says. But then she, like, takes the pen and, and signs. over all the lines where you could sign up, she signs her autograph. Yeah. For Also, it's for pairs auditions and only signs herself up. She doesn't sign Ryan up. You can try and Gabrielle, like, talk about it and then she's like okay i'm gonna leave and then Sharpay's like so troy uh are you gonna see me in the musical and he's like yeah I, I, well and he's like when's the big game and he's like two weeks she's like oh well once it's done you'll have to see me in the musical and he's like yep cool bye he very clearly doesn't like her and like she, she kind of has a thing for him at this point i don't even she, know that's more the plot of the second movie that yeah. he she's trying to like steal him but like she kind of wants like you kind of get the vibe that she's trying to, like, power couple with him, but yeah, it's not explicitly because she's stated. powerful and he's powerful and Gabrielle's a whiny mop. Like, come on. And so Gabrielle goes off and then he goes off and we cut to the gym, I guess, during free period or lunch or whatever. I want you guys to know that I physically cranked up the volume. Like, I was oh, like, course. oh, here we go, baby. We're in the gym. Like, cranked up the volume. And he and Chad are talking about doing the musical and Chad's like, please, don't do the musical's dumb and lame. No They're also musical. stretching here, like, pulling their arms over their heads. Yeah. I remember both Zac Efron and Chad's armpit hair being really jarring to me at 13. <laughs> Chad, Chad has freaking out of control armpit it's hair. It's really, it's way more than I It's a, like a lot, like really like adult man lot. armpit hair. And it was like 13 and like I had a crush on like the cute boys in high school musical. And then I remember being like, oh my God, is that what boys look like? No, thank you. Because <laughs> they're like 18, 19. I was like 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, no, the musical's dumb. Like, even considering trying that is stupid. And he's like, yeah, you know, I thought it'd be funny. And he's like, whatever, man, we gotta focus. And then Zach says, all right, Wildcats, group up. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get our head in the game. <laughs> this is probably like, I like, oh my gosh, this musical number. I can't even. A few things about this from on watching it. It's amazing. It's The yeah. choreographer, this is the... All of the songs are, like, bangers, and, like, I truly think the most iconic song from this is probably Breaking Free. I think an argument could be made for all of this together, the big Gene Sim, Jim scene. 
But yes, but I don't know if this is the most iconic this is the most iconic choreography. The dance yes, definitely. Thing here 100%. is incredible. Definitely. The basketball play, the it's just it's a feast for the eyes. Also, everyone's making 0% of these shots. Like they're just oh, cutting to the same shot of the ball going in the <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but yeah, this is this is uh, an incredibly visual and magical musical number. And guys, watch High School Musical. Um, so they do this number. It has pretty much nothing to do with plot. It's just you know Troy's. I did uh, say struggles why. With, yeah, he, it's, he, he wants to get so his wrong, head in the game, but he's torn. But his heart's in the song. I did write down why was there no coach in this practice? They can't shake Coach Bolton off their dicks later on. Like he's everywhere. I don't know. This is the one practice this man is not at. Something I think we should point out too is that this was really the first like Disney Channel musical musical where like like the Disney Channel musicals in the past did like you know all right guys let's sing this song and like they you know they'd have musical numbers this is the first one where it's like a stage musical where they're just like all right we're gonna be talking and now we're singing and like dancing and it's just cheetah like girls part was of the first story. though but i guess what you're saying is that most of the cheetah yeah, but the girls cheetah songs girls were perform. written into their performance like it was right they perform yeah yeah and after this this is pretty much the way they do it from now on i think like camp rock doesn't do it like this but like you know teen beach movie and zombies they all follow a similar thing kenny ortega deserves some sort of award for this because it is Really insanely good. Definitely. And then we cut to Gabrielle in class taking notes and Sharpay's like trying to probe her for inspiration. She's like, so you seem like you know Troy. And she's like, well, no, we met on vacation. I don't know him that well. And she's like, oh, well, you know, uh, he's pretty much like the biggest deal around here. So he doesn't have time like for smart for your girls bitch or ass. whatever <laughs> she says. And then like the Gabrielle like corrects the teacher okay, or something she writes. that's yeah. what I have to say. This is what I was leading up to with the original scene. I don't want to be the Frankie and Jamie Oscar again. Well, then how about you don't correct the teacher who's nine months pregnant on your first she fucking day? Pregnant. How about you get off her back, okay? She's got a lot going on. To her credit, she says, oh, like to herself. She says, oh, that looks, that should be 16 over pie. Keep and your mouth teacher, shut. And then the teacher hears that. It's like, what did you say? And she's like, oh, nothing. I mean, and like, then is like. No, if you do not want to be the freaking junior girl, then you shut your goddamn pie hole. Also, that teacher is so goddamn pregnant. Leave her she's alone. She's very pregnant. Her hormones are everywhere. She doesn't know what pie is. Let her live. Oh, I hate Gabriella. And then like, Sharpay does this like dramatic, like <gasps> gasp face when she corrects the teacher. And it's like, oh my gosh. But so she decides we need to find out more dirt on this Gabriella thing, on this Gabriella girl. You know, we need to do is we need to search the internet so they go to a website called search the internet and uh, they type <laughs> and so they type in gabriella montez and they find okay, all these also, little articles she's what? with ryan at this point you didn't talk that you said just start saying we ryan is now here he was i also wrote down that lucas gravio was born to play this role this was the role Absolutely, he was born yeah. to play in this scene he's wearing a white like zip up uh, sweater and then like a white leather cap with like tan stripes on the side. He looks like a 1990s music producer that's about to like take advantage of a talented ingenue yes. played by JLo. Like, no, he, Emma, he looks like the music producer from Pixel Perfect. The guy yes. dressed just like that. Or the music producer from Cheetah Girls, J- uh, Jackal yeah. Jackson. He looks like a shady music producer. And so they find all these old articles from her old schools about how smart she is and like all these awards she won and you know she's like a I think he calls her an Einsteinette or something like that um and he's so she's, good he's so good well something well something that this doesn't come up till later something that's weird is they kind of play up ryan being kind of dumb in this movie 
and he's in the next two movie he's he's super not I yeah. think they like I think they realized they wanted to do more with the character and so they kind of threw that aside but he's kind of meant to be a little dumb in this movie you don't see as much to later but like it's weird he I, is, I, 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 do, I, well, I do think he'll be written up as the, I'm about to get so deep with this movie guys everything has layers this is literally the Da Vinci Code but it, I I think that it's more less him about him being dumb and kind of him being like more of like a a mindless like follower of Sharpay in the beginning, but then he like gets sure. finds his own voice by the end. I think we're supposed to believe he gets his agency. Well, there is a part where he struggles to read something. <laughs> um, oh yeah, never. Mind. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and so okay. I forgot so, about that. So she prints these off, and she's like, "Well, we need to make sure that Gabrielle gets into the social groups that she's best suited for." After all. She loves pie, which doesn't make any sense because Riot wasn't in the classroom no, when she said the thing Sharpay's about pie. Doing it for that's herself. Just, that's, she's, Sharpay only does it for herself. Performing for I, I could imagine that too. That she just says things to seem dramatic, like cool and dramatic. It's not out Sharpay of character. Else, it's a, well, it didn't take no, me yeah, out of the what, movie for a second. That's what I'm saying. Um, but so. Uh, then we cut to detention, Darba style, as the Chiron tells us. Whoever wrote the Chiron The Chiron is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the same guy that did the bucket. He had two jobs, bucket <laughs> and Chiron. <laughs> um, and so they're like, you know, painting sets and doing stuff. And there's and a man went on a camel that drops Yeah. Well, he's not on a camel. He's in a camel suit. So <laughs> like head, his head goes through the hump and his legs like move the camel. Um, and then Taylor comes up to Gabrielle. He's like, oh my gosh, the answer is yes. Of course you could join the decathlon team. And she's like, what? She's like, well, didn't you put all these articles about how smart you are in my locker? And she's like, no, why would I do that? Which Everyone also said you were an question. insufferable asshole in class today. So they were like, we assumed. Right. Well, well no, not, not only that, just the fact that it's like, hey, the way to ask to get on a team is not to shove articles being like, hey, check out how smart I am. It's like, not? <laughs> I, I guess. And then she's like, listen, I don't want to join any clubs. I'm just trying to get a feel for this school, all right? And she's like, oh, okay. And Sharpay comes up and is like, well, what a better way to like get cut up on the curriculum by hanging out with the smart kids. Sharpay looks truly manic here. Like She's just jumping in to people's conversations unprompted. And, and whatever, and Monique Coleman does a good reaction shot where she's like, what the fuck? Like, I like how they did do like good reactions. Like this person's clearly never spoken to me before in my life. Like same when like yeah. when uh, Chad comes and talks to Monique Coleman, and she's like, "I'm sorry, the fuck." Like, yeah, Monique Coleman. And there's a, there's a lot of characters in this film that I feel like don't get the respect they deserve. Taylor is one of them because she's a very small character, but her actress is giving it so much. She's really good that like you you can't not notice her. And okay, so then they have that conversation, and. We, this is, it's, we don't need to get personal for a second, because this, <gasps> this we is are my about favorite to get, line in we, we, are, we, we are about to get to our favorite line, possibly ever in a Disney Channel original movie. So, I will let you say it, Emma. So, this was our favorite joke to make. We would say it to each other all the time, apropos of nothing, it was an inside joke between us. There's one thing that we still say to each other, and it is these lines right it here is that are delivered by... Coach Bolton. It cuts to basketball practice. He says to the, to the team at the practice... Where's Troy and Chad? Come on, I'm not going to ask again. Where's Troy and Chad? And then they're like, they're in detention. And he throws his clipboard at the assistant coach and <laughs> walks walks into the auditorium. Zach Efron is sexily lounging on the tree. He's doing the arm up. over the head. Like yeah. Aphrodite in an ancient Greek painting. Like, like head in his hands, dangling a leaf and tickling Corbin Blue's Corbin nose. Blue's nose. Who's asleep and in the troll of the tree. <laughs> Coach Bolton storms in furious and he looks to Miss Darbus and says, and he goes, where's my team Darbus? This is not the line. And what 
the heck are those two doing in a tree? Doing in a tree. I can't explain I why that is laugh. so funny to us. What the heck are those two doing in a tree? Why it's what so are they doing in a tree? But it's the best line ever, and I love it it's so, so much. It's just so overacted. Also, like, is what is he on? I truly, like, almost started crying when I heard him say, We're George. <laughs> like, like, no one else is yelling. No one else's voice is elevated. And this man, as we said, is at a fucking 11 at all times. <laughs> It's fantastic. And so he takes Darvis to the principal saying she can't take the team away in front of the game. And she's like, please, you know, if this was my theater kids, you wouldn't even ask for special treatment. Whatever. It's kind of not important. But like they have like a rivalry between the two. Uh, so yeah, he gets them out of detention and they go to practice. And he's the coach Bolton is giving like a speech to them being like the team against the Knights is the biggest game, the championship game. Like you guys need to be in perfect sync. You need to be a perfect team uh, you, in order to pull this off. And then Chad Dan forth steps forward and says the immortal chant what team wildcats what team wildcats wildcats get your head in the game which uh it's i have more school spirit for this fictional high school than i've had for any school i've ever attended emma let me ask you this you went to northwestern whose team is the wildcats how much how much did high school musical affect that decision um, a lot. And I also was a cheerleader in college, and I tried to get us to integrate these chants, the, what the dances, to every, as like, every second I could, and, like, I was denied at every turn, and I don't understand why, because it's a perfect Copyright. opportunity. I don't know. I think we should have used it. Who the fuck cares? Like, they're gonna come after my tiny school. Um, uh, t- uh, yeah, sure. Um, and then it cuts to Taylor and Gabriella talking outside of the school, the tension's over, um, and being like, hey, listen... You should stay away from Trey Bolton. He's, you know, the she like leans into the cheerleaders in her body and is like the hottie super bomb or something like that. She's like, I like, speak cheerleader. But so she's like, and he, she's like, listen, like I, I like Troy. He's, I got to know him a little bit better. I think he's more than what he appears. And she's like, whatever. But I just want you to know that if you go to the school and you like Troy Bolton, you're one of like the cheerleaders and you need to sit with them and talk about their nail beds. And she's like, my nail beds are toast. And she's like, oh, sisters. my two sisters. That's a weird thing that happens. Um, and then we cut to the Bolton house, which, okay, there's going to be brought up a couple points in future films that they have some monetary problems. Like, yeah. he, oh can't, my he can't, God. he can't, oh he needs it. Like, it's he, brought up in this scene. <laughs> it's brought up in this scene. Because he needs a scholarship. He needs a new car. He needs all these things. Lucas, Your house is a goddamn mansion. It's a mansion. It's a Vanderbilt fucking mansion. There's pillars and shit. Like, it's ginormous and as they're in front of this house or in back of it playing basketball he's like you know how much college scholarships go for like and you can see the house in the background i'm like do you need a scholarship sir it's not a house it's an estate it's like ridiculous i never it's that's how a, you know we're getting old because court, i never noticed that as a kid pit. i never i never yeah. even dawned on me as a kid that their house was fucking massive and they have all these money it problems is. like it never even occurred to me it was the first thing i saw in this scene i was like are you kidding me i don't remember exactly how prevalent the whole money problems thing is but it definitely comes up that they sometimes are in financial straits so no it's brought up a lot like they cannot pay for college even the third movie has like him getting a scholarship somewhere is a big deal it's even a bigger deal than it is now he needs that summer job like he can't lose it like that is like the money tightness is a very real thing in the bolton household maybe they changed the house for the second one but here it is truly an estate like it's massive 
it's gigantic. And so he's talking to his dad, just being like, hey, like, would it be cool if I, you know, tried something different? And the dad's like, no. Well, and he says, like, well, what if my friends make fun of me for wanting to do something new? And he's like, well, I guess they're not really your friends. And I thought that was going to be a message that, like, gets picked up a little bit later. And it kind of does. But, like, the friends still do kind of, like, a crappy thing. And he never really calls them out for it. They just kind of feel bad. Yeah. Uh, they, it's, co- it's, they come around a pro of nothing. Like, this is kind of skipping ahead. But, like, he never yells at them. Did you say like, a pro? Apropos, what is the name? Apropos. Apropos. <laughs> really fuck that up. Um, apropos yeah. of nothing. They come full circle. He doesn't yell at them. They don't really, they, we don't see them really have a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we feel bad now. Like, I, I would have preferred a scene of him being like, why would you do this? Like, I can't believe my friends would, like, hate me so much for wanting to do this thing I like. So then we cut back to school. Auditions are today. Uh, there's a singles and pairs, which I didn't wasn't aware that that's how auditions worked. They weren't in our high school. That's not like like yeah like well no not not just for high school. Like I I don't think you need to like have a partner to audition. I think they audition men and women for men and women's roles, and they give the the, the leads to the, whoever's the best. I don't think you need to know each other pre-existingly no. and audition together. Or be it's born strange. together like Sharpay and Brian. I don't know if we mentioned that. They're, they're twins, by the way. So they're yes. the same age. Uh, so she's like, yeah, so auditions are today during free period. And like, they leave homeroom because again, it's at the beginning of the day for some reason. And uh, Chad's like, oh, we're all going to go practice during free period, obviously, because we're never not doing basketball. What drills do you want us to run? He's like, oh, I can't come. I got to catch up on some homework. And he's like, that's the dumb excuse to the second day back from winter break. And he like, he's like, yeah, I'll see you later, man. And like, we have this like prolonged kind of chase scene where he like loses Chad, almost runs into his dad, but he sneaks into the uh, musical theater, like this auditorium or whatever. This is where I really see that how massive the school is though. He's like running on an yeah. outside ground area, then he ends up mm-hmm. in a shop and I was like, this thing is sprawl. It's a campus. And uh, so he sneaks in like hiding behind a jander cart to like watch auditions. And then we meet another one of my uh, underrated characters who is Kelsey, who I, I, I didn't pick up on this until this watch. Uh, she wrote this entire musical. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She, she's a very talented girl. What like, high school composes the their own musical? I don't know. Someone who doesn't want to pay for Do licensing, Greece, I guess. Do like everybody else. And yeah, so Darvis is giving this, like, opening thing where it's like, oh, auditions, you know, the theater, blah, all that jazz. And then we get a classic bad audition okay. montage. This used to crack me up, and I... I wrote the note, this used to crack me up, but then it still did. I still yeah. laughed at it. And some could say that Pitch Perfect stole this from really? the high school meet. This is literally the Pitch Perfect scene, almost exactly. Well, I, I remember it being a lot funnier when I was young. But the, like, the one thing that still cracks me up is the goth kids who just like, oh, roll around on the oh, floor. <laughs> it's not even the goth kids. The whole thing is, I will say, the one person I laughed out loud... The winking girl. The girl that's at the piano and keeps winking right, at yeah. Miss Darvis, like, really unnaturally. I started laughing. Mm-hmm. But it's also her reactions when she goes, that is very disturbing. Go, please go see a girl. Yeah, da- again, Miss Darvis is fantastic. <laughs> I laughed out loud for that, too. Yeah. Also, here's the thing I'm going to say. And this is this is my soapbox moment for this movie. So remember the hot dancer guy who's, like, a beautifully trained ballet dancer who, like, spins across the stage and, like, then there's, like, a crashing noise. Did yeah. you see the reaction that Lucas Graveville does? No. He does, like, a cut of, like, a, ooh, like, a, like, looking when he comes on stage. And I just want to say, first of all, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. Lucas Graveville's done interviews where, like, he came, he said he came to that, and he was like, Ryan's gay, right? He's like, I'm playing. He's, he, said, he said, if I remember correctly, he asked Kenny Ortega, 
He said, so I know it's Disney Channel and he's not gay, but Ryan's gay, right? Yeah. I, he said he's a kid in high school who's very into theater. He goes, he is based on a lot of me in high school. He's who, Kenny Ortega. And he was like, I didn't tell anyone I was gay in high school. I was just kind of keeping my head down and, you know, pursuing what I love or whatever, which is theater. So Kenny Ortega's like, I see a lot of myself in Ryan. Ryan is a gay character. And fuck you, yeah. Disney, for not making him gay. Fuck you. I, yeah. It's so infuriating to me because this would have this could have opened a lot of people's hearts and minds a really young because he's you don't get to just write a gay character and give them all the qualities of a fantastic gay person and make them not gay i'm sorry that's not how it works it's such a cop-out it's really infuriated me because it's like oh they get all the fun like sparkly parts of like an amazing gay man but they don't have the balls to say he's gay and it's just is so such a fucking... It's not fair to gay kids everywhere that the little gay boys were watching this and identifying with him that they wouldn't just make him gay. And and I want to give some credit to the channel now. They've come around on that a little bit. They have that Andy Mack show that has a prominent male gay character. And they've Finally, gotten a it's 2018. Like, yeah, I, I actually remember, I think the kid who plays the gay character, they tweeted that like, you know, Disney's going to make like their first gay character, like who was supposed to be LeFou, but I guess he doesn't count anymore. Uh, but it's like, first gay character, he just like retweeted that headline and was like, we talking about i'm right here <laughs> like and i was like that is a boss move this he should have been a queer icon and disney robbed us of that they robbed us listen high school musical 4 i guess is still happening i don't know and i there's no way you're gonna get zach efron back you i think you could probably get lucas Graybeal because he doesn't have that much of a career after this what i'm saying to you is have ryan come back and have and make it very clear that he with is with a rock and hot boyfriend. Make yes. it happen. Who could be Chad Danforth? I'm not against it. There's a lot of shipping that goes on between Ryan and Chad because I ship of a it. scene. I ship it because of a scene in High School Musical Two. Even though a lot of the plot of High School Musical Two is kind of about Gabriella, maybe sort of cheating on Troy with Ryan. Which it's is weird. so. It just takes me. It's the one thing that takes me out of these movies. Like no, like absolutely not. Right. Uh. But so. I didn't expect to go into a whole conversation about that. But so, uh, these uh, the auditions are terrible. It's the classic gag. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, then Mrs. Darvis is like, all right, Ryan and Sharpay, show us how it's done. And they're like, thank you I for said asking. I out loud, oh my God, because I got so excited. <laughs> and so they go up on stage, and uh, I believe Ryan puts on a sparkly green hat, because Ryan, Ryan loves his hats. So Sharpay's in a very short, sparkly sweater. Ryan in a, in a sparkly page boy cap, and they both have rhinestone mics. And Kelsey's like, what key are you singing? And they're like, oh, no, 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 bitch. We had our Ryan uh, says rehearsal piano. We had our rehearsal pianist do an arrangement. <laughs> do an arrangement of your music, so we won't need you. This Thank podcast you. is us repeating the lines because they're so funny. Like I, they're, they're so good. Also, this song sucked before. Can I just say this? The slow version of the song blows dick. Ryan and Sharpay come in here and make this an upbeat pop fucking banger this song was nothing before them and the rehearsal <laughs> pianist kelsey i respect you for all you've done but they made this song better so they do this number uh, what's the name of the song it's like what i've been I looking fa- for what i've been looking for one of my favorite lines in the film happens again after the oh. ryan ryan does a jazz square he also and- does a one-handed cartwheel he does and then comes behind her and does a star kick that was another point yeah. i burst out laughing <laughs> again lucas gravy was born to play this role uh, and he, they sing the song. It's very enjoyable, obviously. It's Ryan and Sharpay, of course. <laughs> and then they're doing... And, 
and they then then they just stop like stop breathing like they're doing like the like, pose performance like <laughs> and then like through clenched teeth she goes I thought you t- I told you not to do the jazz square and she goes it's a crowd favorite everybody, everybody loves, loves a good, a good jazz, jazz square <laughs> and that's one of my favorite lines ever it's so good I'm sorry and this is like I know I got into this at the beginning Andrew Reynolds and Leah Michelle could not do a better job at this they are not only performing their asses off mm-hmm. he's doing a fucking one-handed cartwheel and star kicks they're dancing great together they're hilarious they're yeah. fucking hilarious and so the, funny. the whole performance they're, they're not they're like they strike this balance between being good but also being funny and mm-hmm. are clearly trying so hard it's holy and she's like clearly like you can tell when she's pissed off at him but she's still right. smiling it's so good what's weird is i think they're supposed to be like kind of the comic relief which they're doing a great job of but they're also kind of the villains they're like also, villains comic and... relief but also incredibly talented they're not bad right. like no they're so freaking good like there's so much to these movies there's so it's much just, more there's i i know okay so, they do the number. Darbus, of course, fabulous, fabulous, wonderful. Also, Gabriella shows up to view the auditions, too, but no one cares about her when Sharpay's on stage. No. Nope. And, uh, there, and so she's like, okay, that's it for pairs, unless we have any last-minute sign-ups. Yes, yes, no, okay. Also, and, Kelsey uh, comes out and says something to Sharpay after. Oh, yes, yes. And it's like, like I picture the song much slower, like, because, like, they make it a pop banger. Yeah, she's like, if you get the part, I would do it. And then she's like, oh, excuse me, if I get the part? Do you realize who you're talking to? No, this is a great Sharpay line. She goes, you should be thankful that we're here to lift your music out of its current current obscurity. So uh, she says, any last minute signups? No? All right, we're done. And then after that, Gabrielle runs forward. She's like, oh, Miss Service, I want to audition. And then Zach's like, no, no, no. And He's like like, freaking out in the back, hiding behind a mop or some shit. Yeah, and she's like... uh, I'm sorry, I asked you if you wanted to do it. And she's like, please, can't you just let me? And she's like, you were late, not going to do it. Besides, singles, singles auditions are over. And you, don't, you, you do not have a pair. And then Zach Efron, like the hero he oh, is, snaps out and goes, white knight. I'll sing with her. And then she's like, oh, well. And he yeah. comes walking out. And Lucas, when I tell you I've seen this movie upwards of 20 times, please know that I'm not exaggerating. No, and when of he not. said, I'll sing with her, I went into my hands and went, like, I put my mouth in my hands and went, <gasps> like, gasp. <laughs> <laughs> like what did i think was gonna happen he was just gonna walk away and then the movie was over um but she's like well it doesn't matter anyway auditions are over by and she leaves and kelsey trips and drops all of her sheet music because she's kind of supposed to be clumsy and so they go up to the stage to pick up her music and he's like wow you wrote this whole show and he's like she's like yeah and she's clearly you know nervous because troy bolton's talking to her and he's like that's really cool you like the playmaker and she's like the what and he's like the guy in basketball it makes everybody look good basketball 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 and then she's like well do you want to hear how it's actually supposed to sound and then they like uh. she's like yeah sure and then they go over to the piano and they she I sings peed during the, this part and and they she sings uh she takes them through the slower version of the song and it's still nice i mean it's not bad I, i'm as uh, exaggerating it's a not bit, what it was when sharpay and ryan did it that's for sure I, I mean no nothing will ever be and uh then they're like wow that's really nice kelsey and then darvis comes around a quarter and is like montez bolton, bolton. you have a call back yeah, uh, give them the give them the duets from the second act, Kelsey. Work on it with them. You know what sad thing about my life is like I feel like obviously because our broke ass high school never could get licensing. We never like did High School Musical as like our school musical, even though I would have died of happiness had we. I think in my in my life I picture myself as a Sharpay. Had we actually done High School Musical, I definitely would have been cast as like Miss Darbus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Emma. Me and Emma only got to do 
one year of theater together because we were three years apart. So when I was a freshman, but we were—we're like the real life Sharpay and Ryan. That's we were what I'm both saying. Drama if, club presidents. If the stars had aligned and they had got, we had gotten High School Musical for uh, that year when we were together. Had they not cast us as Sharpay and Ryan, we would have burned the school to the ground. The school would have revolted. We were Sharpay and Ryan. They were Pretty the drama much. club presidents. We were the drama club presidents. I was a ba- raging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I, I, I've been very busy lately, so I didn't have, I forgot to do it. But if you remember, we had our friend Emily do some art for us of us dressed like Xenon characters. I forgot to ask someone <gasps> to draw us as a Sharpay and Ryan. The sad thing is I've always wanted to go with Halloween about us going as Sharpay and Ryan, but you look more like Troy Bolton with your dumb brown hair. I know, like, but I could hide that under a fashionable cap. Then it cuts to the next day with Sharpay, the scream of anguish rattling the school also, as she freaks out. the other out point at- when, like, Kelsey, like, they, she needs to work on the song with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Weird. After they get a call back, she's like, um, anytime, come to my house for breakfast or during free period or during lunch if you work on it or during biology, even during biology class. I'm like, Kelsey, this is your life. Go to biology class. You have to go to college. My favorite was, yeah, you come over to my house for breakfast, I have a piano, or you can come after school, you know, after basketball class. <laughs> I thought that was That's great. a good line. That was actually a legit good line. Basketball class was good. But yeah, so Sharpay is freaking out because someone else got a call back for it other than her. And she's, you know, furious. And sure, and Chad, well, Ryan suggests they're being <laughs> punked and they get to meet and Ashton. And we're going to meet Ashton. And, um, uh, and also, this Chad is Sharpay's best look, in my personal opinion, which is a, an unpopular opinion. In the first movie, at least, this is the stick to the status quo outfit that she gets nachos dumped on, which is like that floral blazer with like a blue belt. It's like... And, like, what a white jean. It is impeccable. I love it. But so they, Chad comes up and she's like, oh, what are you freaking out about, uh, Miss Princess or whatever? And sees his name there, or sees uh, Troy Bolton's name there. And he's like, what? No way. This is impossible. It's not my How Troy. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, that happens, right? And then it segues right in to stick with the status quo. Like, it's so fast. And like, this is also, guys, so good. This so is, good. This, this, is the, this is the most uh, musical theater the movie gets, is stick to the status quo. It's a huge ensemble number. They're all dancing around uh, cafeteria tables and everything. And it's, again, a very iconic performance. But it's very, it is very stage musical. And it's pretty much everybody saying, like, hey, if Troy can do something else besides basketball, I can do something else like basketball. And everyone being freaking floored that that's possible people lose yeah, their goddamn minds and lose yeah it's them. a little it's over the top but you know it's musical theater the choreography it's, it's here is also great i i they, yes it it's is this massive also, lunchroom they're all around circular tables and are like dancing in their own individual right, circles yeah. it's so cool also we meet one of my other favorite underrated characters who is zeke who, who is, is one of the hot by the way um who loves to bake and he's just a sweet nice boy and i like him so much uh, but yeah, they do this number again. It's fantastic, of course. Also, the I term status quo, I remember being such an advanced term for children. It was. I did kind of have to learn what that meant at that age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's so many iconic things we could point out about this musical number, but we're going to just go over it because watch the freaking musical Zeke number. Zeke Bakes. But he's a basketball player who bakes. There's the nerd girl whose name I think we learned Martha. in the second movie. Martha. Martha. Um, who likes to pop and lock and do hip hop, and then there's the <laughs> skater who plays who plays the cello. Also, I just um, wrote these are stoners, right? Like <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like the skaters is like Disney Channel term for like stoners. Yeah, we and saw also, that in Zap too. I think. Also, I just love when like um, the other two, like when Zeke and then Martha, like when they are like saying that they do something different, their friends like shove the original thing in their face. So right. it's like they shove a basketballs or basketballs in, into Zeke's face and then like books into Martha's, but they don't really have something like that for like the skater, I guess. 
they could have done skateboards, but that's a lot. So they just start like skating. Like they should have just shoved like a spliff in this guy's face. <laughs> it's like a massive joint because these are just stoners. They're not like like high action skateboarders. They're just Disney Channel stoners. And so Gabriella walks in and is like, "Why is everybody looking at you, Taylor?" And Taylor's like, "They're all looking at you, bitch." Uh, and they're like, what? Because of the callbacks? No, I can't have people staring at me. Uh. I simply can't. And then they do more of the musical number, and then Gabriella trips and throws her chili cheese fries on Sharpay. She freaks out, and Darvis comes up. It's like, what's going on here? It's like, Gabriella spilled her fries on me on purpose. It's all part of her and Bolton's plan to sabotage the drama club and something. It's real. I don't get what she's trying to convince her of. I, I'm kind of they, 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 they don't. She's trying to convince her that they don't really want to audition. Like, that they don't really want these parts. They're just trying to, like, take down the drama club and, like, fake make a joke out of it by audition. Uh, yeah, I'll make a joke out of it. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, Darvis isn't really convinced. It just kind of runs off. Gabrielle, or Sharpay runs off. Gabriella goes away. Troy comes up, and Chad grabs him and is like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, what were you talking about? And he's like, what you, this callback thing, this this musical theater, it's cha- it's ruining the whole team. It's definitely not Chad, but okay. Uh, he's like, Zeke, Zeke is baking. And he's like, oh, creme brulee. <laughs> he says, he says, he's baking. Creme brulee. And he's like, oh, what's creme brulee? And he's like, oh, it's this like custard dessert that has I'm really it's satisfying. really satisfying. And, and, and Zach Efron's like, cool, man. That sounds awesome. And I was like, yay, Troy. Support your you friend. You know what? Creme really is awesome. It's delicious. <laughs> and yeah. And again, Zeke is a fantastic character. And I'm glad we get to see more of but him, But also, too. that's just good writing. It's funny. It but so, uh, Chad sits Troy down and he's like, listen, man. Everybody's trying to... This, is, this, this whole part is really dumbly written. Like, it's very, like... what It's like someone said, okay, what do we want Chad to tell Troy? That, like, because of him everybody's doing different stuff and that's not cool. All right, just have him say literally those exact words. Let's not try and nuance it in any way to make it <laughs> sound like it makes more sense. that is not cool with yeah. me personally. He says, he's like, everyone's doing stuff that isn't their stuff. Total chaos and like, it's getting them distracted and it's ruining the team. It doesn't make any sense. I don't freaking know what he's talking about. Uh, but wait, what time are we at? Oh yeah, we should take a break and then we'll come back and talk about it. But so we I'm will literally winded, be... guys. I'm going to lose my voice. I won't have a voice tomorrow. <laughs> but we are going to break from the status quo briefly, and then we will come back to the status quo. Then we'll after stick the with it right afterwards. Yeah, and then we'll stick with it. But right now, I got to go. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, very nice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay. We're back. Yes. So we come back. Darbus goes to Bolton to like interrogate him about Troy being in the musical. She has to go through the boys locker room. Also, we touched on this earlier, but this is like the most we've gotten to see of any school in any Disney Channel original movie. I think because it's a real school. That's why. It's not a set. I guess, but I feel like they they filmed in real schools before. I just think they just like don't have enough budget to like be there for more than like a day. Well, that was a Um, problem. They talk about that. They said that we're all in this together. They had to do in one take because the kids needed the gym like they were getting kicked right. out so like they didn't have to, but like we see every fucking corner of this school yeah which is nice so she's like poking bolton about what sharpay said about making fun of the but this drama the point of this scene though is not this is that this is where he finds out that he auditioned 
He's like, right. Troy's not a singer. He's not going to go out for your Twinkletown musical. Right. That. And well, also, yes, we learned the name of the musical is Twinkletown here. One. Two, this is where she also gets the idea that maybe Sharpay is right and that will influence her decision later. Because um, she like, because Bolton's like being kind of an ass and she's like, I knew it. I knew you were up to something, even though he's not. Oh, Bolton's being kind it. of an ass? How unlike him. Um, and then so we go to Sharpay at her locker, her pink locker with a star on her I wanted my locker to look it. like this so bad. And uh, she's like getting a new shirt out of her locker to wear because her locker is a closet. There's no books in it. Of course, of course. And Zeke comes around the corner and he's like, "Hey, Lucas, do you remember this line? This is probably my second favorite line in this movie. I love this line." Uh, And so he's like, "So yeah, I mean, since uh, Troy is gonna be." Uh, in your musical and she's like he will not be in my, in my musical. musical and she he's like yeah cool um well i was just wondering maybe you'd want to come watch me play sometime and she says i would rather stick, stick pins, needles stick pins in my eyes and then he goes well wouldn't that be really uncomfortable <laughs> and then she's like ah go away tall no, person it's not that it's this is the best line which i i'm five one so i'm incredibly short so i used to use this a bunch in high school evaporate tall person <laughs> So good. Uh, but And then as she's walking away, he just goes, you, you know, I bake uh, creme brulee. And I was like, Zeke, you sweet boy. You shoot your shot with your You beautiful little cinnamon bun. So adorable. Yeah. Sweet. Gabriella goes to her locker and she finds a note that Troy left her to go up, meet him on his magical sex garden. Because that's <laughs> definitely what it is. This is also the scene where Troy is in his iconic uh, red and white baseball tee. For someone who plays basketball, he wears a hell of a lot of baseball tees. Yes, he does. Uh, but so they go up to this garden and just like talk about, you know, the callback situation. Kindergarten is what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's a thing. So she's like, he's like, you know, we're getting a lot of pressure from people from doing this. Like, is it worth it? And she's like, well, you know, do you ever think, do you ever being in kindergarten and meeting a person and then being best friends in five seconds? Because all that mattered was who you are. Now it's so much more complicated and that will be brought up multiple Deep. times throughout the film but this is this is what i pulled from this scene uh, not the stupid kindergarten crap or whatever that she's talking about is that it says something about this movie that the scenes where it's just the two romantic leads talking to each other i find the most boring i wanted to the scene to be over the minute it started i was like can it's, next yeah it's a little bit um so then we get this montage of them you know practicing in the halls and like sharpay and ryan like kind of kind of trying to track them down and listen and working on the songs etc and whatever it's weird and then at the montage and it also has really weird music to the to it it sounds like music that That's, they play in the sims oh my while god stuff. i had the same note it's like so weird and like uh almost like ethereal and like it feels like they're ethereal. about to be ethereal feels like they're about to be in like a tragic accident or like a doll is about to come alive like it's almost <laughs> like it's like okay. da, 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 da. and i'm like oh what's about to happen and then i was like oh i remember this nothing happens this music is just really out of place uh but so then it ends on the basketball practice on a basketball practice again of course and troy is not there which is weird he misses the practice he comes in when the practice is over and don't worry he'll like, make the other four practices you have this day you fucking psychos yeah and he's like uh, i think i'll stay and work on some free throws and uh he's like yeah i'd consider you miss practice i imagine your team needs some effort out of you today <laughs> which oof coach Bolton so, coach Bolton. so mean to your goddamn son and then he starts working on shooting and gabriella again appears out of the ether uh, every, a lot of people appear out of the ether in this movie. They just come out of nowhere. And uh, she's like, oh, hey, so this is where you do all your work. This is the stuff. only like, scene I liked them in. 
Definitely, yes. He's very endearing and like kind of attractive and like you can see their vibe. Unlike the rooftop garden where he brings women to have Congress with them. This is a much, I'm not that scene. This is a much cuter scene with them. Yeah, it's more natural and like high school-y, I guess, where they're like kind of flirting and she's razzing him and like like he's helping her like shoot the basketball, whatever. It was cute, classic. It was. And then Coach Bolton. guess who ruins it? Coach Cockblock uh, comes in and is like, are you okay? No. He comes in and is like, hey, excuse me, miss. This is a closed practice. And then Troy's like, dad, practice is over. And he, and he says, practice isn't over until every team, every member of the team leaves the court. That's a good, that's a team rule. And I, I made like, it up right what? now. Also, yeah. like the thing about Coach Bolton that I think just kills me is that he's just not like written as an adult. Like, he has the same mental acuity and maturity about the situation as, like, Chad Danforth. Like, that's the crazy thing about him and why his character is so funny. Like, I would hope that no one's dad ever actually... Like, he's like, he's like, no, new rule. No girls allowed. Not in my gym. <laughs> but he sends Gabrielle away. And then he's like, what are you doing messing around with that girl? And then Troy's like, that, that girl. girl. His name. Her name is Gabriella. And she's and she a nice very lady. nice girl. Very nice girl. And I don't appreciate the way you're talking about her. And it's a They're very They're like two friends moment. getting in a fight. It's not the conversation that like a dad and his son would have. It's very weird. It is strange. Uh, but it's a good scene. And so then, okay. There's so a whole line here where he goes, you're not just a guy, Troy. So do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I don't remember yeah, what the, the setup yeah, is for that yeah. line. He says, like, listen, she, he's like, because the dad's, like, trying to make her seem like some temptress who's luring him away from his dreams or something. And then she's like, she's just a girl, dad. And he's like, yeah, but you're not just a guy, Troy. You're the leader. What is it? He needs you out there. I, it's weird. I don't know what they're talking about. And so then... Chad and the basketball team decide that he they need to join forces with the Scholastic Decathlon team, which Gabriella is on, by the way. And I don't know if he touched that she did join the team. Don't uh, care. And they're like, listen, you we need Troy. You need Gabriella. So we need to team up and uh, break them up so they can each focus on their one thing like everybody at the school has to. They're like, yeah, fine. We don't like you, obviously, because we're scholastic people and we're smart and you're like lower life forms. Taylor says that a lot, that like the athletes are like lower, less evolved. She compares them to like cavemen constantly. It's a little rude. Yes, it's kind of weird. And so they're like, okay, great. And then Ryan and Sharpay overhear this and they're like, oh no, they must be like teaming up to figure out like to like help they them they take or a lot of leaps here that they they do but also this doesn't go anywhere is they're just like they're like oh they must be conspiring to how to take us down and help their friends yeah That's this isn't really says. what motivates them actually yeah and then she's like okay um we need to we need to get people out of the drama club who don't know the difference between a tony award and tony hawk which is a line. I that's genuinely a line. laughed. And that's good. That's funny. That's a funny line. And her delivery of it is the thing that sells it. But Tony right, Hawk but and Tony Hawk. And that's what I'm saying is you can tell that the people making this movie knew how great they were because this is a superfluous scene because they're going to come back later and give their motivation like again. Oh, yeah. Much. This was just a throwaway. Like, this this was just like, hey, Ryan and Sharpay are really funny. I think they, just, yeah, I think they just started just throwing them into shit because they were so goddamn funny. Yeah. But this is where we start. This is the intervention on both sides, correct? 
Correct. Chad gets like a laptop from Taylor and he's like, okay, tomorrow, like the, in the morning, like this is the next day. He's like, all right, synchronized watches. We're doing it at this time. And she's like, Chad, we're, I'm going to help you, but we're not Charlie's angels. And he's like, a man can dream or something like also, that. Did also, did you know that she life. had a roller bag because yes, the actress I do said that, that she would be smart enough to know that backpacks are bad for your back? I thought that was so cute. It is a great character detail. Is Everyone has a backpack. I think Gabriella has like a messenger bag because of course, Ugh. but she has a roller. She's walking up the stairs at one point and just has a roller backpack and they gave her a normal backpack and she said Taylor McKessie would not carry a roller backpack. She would because she knows they're bad for your back. Yeah, that did happen. But my point was when Chad shows her the time on his three watches <laughs> and she does not point out the fact that Chad wears <laughs> three watches at that times uh, like how do you not bring that no. up i would constantly ask him chad why are you wearing three it was watches something, even if he was my best friend i'd ask him every single day just to see yep. if he would answer and then and so, so he gets his laptop and then we cut to the the locker room and he's wearing only one watch so i don't know he rotates them throughout the day i guess um but so they are a whole team whole basketball team is set up around these trophies and pictures this is an elaborate setup this is really funny to me from a meta perspective which is like the basketball guys who taylor (laughs) thinks are so dumb and stupid set up this whole like emotional speech about like legacies and like your also like someone had to like go to party city and get a tablecloth like they have a a shrine set up in the middle of their locker room like they 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 plan this whole emotional present presentation like they worked at this taylor and the scholastic presentation is just like boys are dumb athletes are dumb you shouldn't if you're hanging around the dumb people you should be hanging around the smart people what are you doing girl like also, it's so the other stupid. thing that jumped up to me that the thing they're making fun of him for doing is theater is this not just theater which you guys are doing you rehearse this. You guys are saying things in unison. They're like, thunderclap, boom. And then they're like doing speeches. They clearly rehearse. I'm like, you guys are doing a monologue right now. So you are inherently doing theater. That is true. That is an interesting way to look at it. Um, and so they basically, so what happens is the, the, the smart kids presentation is bad and it doesn't matter because their, their whole point is just to get uh, Troy. They basically goad Troy into saying that he doesn't care about Gabriella. Also, like, this whole the- speech reminds me of the super bad meme where like it's fucking soccer, Greg. Like, calm down. <laughs> a little bit because because they, they're very over the top. They're like, you know, all these famous players who went to this school and did so much. Your dad won championships, and you and and they're like, you haven't been committing to this team, Troy. Basically, are goading him into being like, this is I don't care about singing. And while this is happening, Luke, did you notice this? The Jason kid is setting up a massive. Oh, yeah, no, no, Chad, no, no. He and Chad both do. Chad leans over while he's talking to Troy. <laughs> Troy is looking directly at him, and he tries to subtly put a webcam on top of a They're laptop. Putting on, on like what is a massive laptop, like a truly like ThinkPad, almost desktop size. And it's not like a cell phone. Like these webcams are like those big things we had to attach to the top of the laptop. They're like screwing it in as they're making <laughs> eye contact with it. They're soldering it to the top of the laptop, <laughs> like, and like, how would he and not Troy doesn't. Troy, Troy doesn't notice. That's the one thing I noticed. That was like one of the things. A lot of these things I've made fun of before. I truly never noticed that until this viewing. That like they're like, uh huh, yeah. Tell me more. As they're soldering a webcam to the of a laptop. So they live stream it because apparently you could do that in 2006. They live stream it to Taylor's laptop. Him saying, I don't care about singing. I don't care about the girl. It's just a side thing. And Gabrielle's, Gabrielle's like, oh man, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> She's she's very underplayed how emotionally heartbroken she is. Oh, incredibly. And she's like, I, I can't believe like this stuff. Like, man. And then they all, I think they just kind of leave the room and she kind of stays. Look, I want to see a lip sync of the scene with you over it. I'm, oh man, this stuff. <laughs> Darn. Everyone leaves room. 
Mm. Well, I'd, pro- I'd probably be doing more acting than she is. And uh, she looks out the window and sees, there we like, go. the full-on pep. Glad you're now getting Mina Burn as much. And she's, like, doing the, the, the full-on pep rally's going out outside. Troy's, like, jumping and pumping out of the crowd. And we get that wild cat stay around. Yeah, that, that whole thing. And then we get to her song. The only which is her drag of song. this fucking movie is this song. Which, and what this is the weirdest convention of all the High School Musical films. She has a song for herself feeling sad about whatever's going on. And they all sound the same. If you mix them all together... They all would be the same song. Go to Gotta Go My Own Way is the best out of the three. The, yes, definitely. The one and two. Gotta this go. Because might also be the Troy slow has parts This in might it, be but. the suckiest one. This one really sucks. The lyrics of the song don't really make sense with the scene. On the outside looking in, like, I want to be like, do you really want to be at that pep rally? That's not the point of your anguish. Is that, like, he doesn't care about being with you. You don't really want to be a cheerleader. Like, the lyrics just don't really fit with the the narrative and this song is also just boring um the only thing to note is that she's like leans against a massive poster of his face which is for some reason <laughs> in the yeah, school that, hallway yeah that, that people people have made fun of that on the internet before that the school just has a massive poster of all the student basketball players which is crazy and hilarious at the same time um so then uh troy goes up to gabrielle at her locker the pepper is still kind of going on like after her pepper has been going on for two weeks folks we are still in the throes a little of it. bit but so uh, he goes up to her and it's like, hey, you want to go practice with Kelsey or whatever? And she's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. Like, you're a jerk and I hate you. Go fuck yourself. Do anything anymore. I'm going to stick to the status quo. <laughs> I want quo. you to narrate Gabriella's parts. Like, you're so <laughs> much funnier as her internal monologue. I hate you and goodbye. And I'm going to stick to the status quo. Goodbye. And, he, and then, like, we get another small montage of him, like, going through practice, like, all sad and not My being able internal to hit any shots. When he's in his backyard and he's, like, getting frustrated because he can't make shots and stuff. In his mansion backyard. I wrote it. I was like, does he take his shirt off in these movies? I feel like he does. And I was like, he's 18. So I feel like they do. That's rare. Unless we're talking like 13th year when there's like a swimming reason for it. But I feel like they do get him shirtless. But I thought it was at this scene and it's not. But it does come later. later. (laughs) Yeah, it's later. Of course it is. They knew what they were doing, Emma. Um, and so he's, like, all sad and bummed. And we get, I think, a scene of her, like, writing an equation sad or something. I don't Crying know. into her chalk <laughs> or something. Yeah. The problem with uh, the decathlon is that it just sucks because it's so not visual in the way that theater yeah. and basketball are. It's just, like, how yeah. many equations can they have them write at a board? Like, it's it's really does not translate well to film. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do, like, mathletes and have it be, like, Mean Girls or something like that. Like, like it, a like, buzz in. Yeah, it's it's very much like it's like writing equations and it's also chemistry and it's like I, I don't I've never been into decathlon. I've done scholastic bowl, but that's just like general knowledge, like buzz in. I haven't done like you need to write an equation and then do a formula or something. I don't know. It's weird. But so basically what comes from this is that the the two teams realize that they messed up and they made them so so sad. And, like, so they come clean. The basketball team tells Troy. But as you said, as the word I just learned, a pro-pro of nothing. Like, they don't really, like, all they realize is that he's just kind of sad. You still said it wrong. A pro-pro? You said it, it's apropos, not a pro-pro. Apropos. Oh, my God. Apropos. <laughs> Whatever. They don't, there's no confrontation. They're just like, you know what, y'all, we fucked up. Well, also, well, also we should say it's not... Or, no, is it this classic bowl? This classic bowl says it, too, I think. They both her, apologize right? of nothing. I, I just I just remember the basketball team doing it more. They find him on the secret sex, sex garden. They're like, 
and are like, uh, listen, we messed up, man. We showed Gabrielle that footage. That's why she's mad at you. Because he doesn't even know. She doesn't even tell her. No, he, she doesn't, he has no idea. He's like, he's like, she won't talk. He's tearing up on that sex roof. He's like, yeah. she won't talk to me. And I don't know why. And I was like, God, don't cry in front of your friends, bro. Like, calm down. Uh, so he finds out what they did. And he's, of course, all distraught. So he goes to her house, which is kind of creepy. So he knocks at the door and is like, hey, I messed up. Can you tell, can I talk to Gabrielle? I didn't like, remember well, him knocking with- on the door. I remembered him just Neither like climbing that because- tree. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he went tree in, first entry into that because, house. Yeah, because this that becomes his go-to move. Because here's a spoiler alert for the rest of the trilogy, folks. In every movie, Troy and Gabriella are going to be on the outs for a little bit. And then he's going to show up in that then, tree. And then he's going to show up and, like, climb the tree or the balcony or whatever. He, She's like, oh, okay, I'll tell you you came by. Whatever. He goes, he, he breaks into their house. she's standing there much. going, no, mom, don't let yeah. this guy go in. But then he breaks into their house pretty much. He, like, undoes, like, the latch on their fence and goes into the backyard and calls her on the phone and is like, listen, like, everything I said was just in front of my friends. I was tired in front of my friends, for my friends writing me about this and I just said a bunch of stuff I didn't believe. The guy you met on vacation, that's much more Troy Bolton than this. And this, I gotta give the movie a little credit. The fact that it always talks about, like, who we like who you are and like your identity in like the world is kind of deep and i feel like not a lot of like movies address that because that's something you kind of try and figure out in high school is like who you are and what you kind of put out into the world so i, I kind of liked how they're phrasing that you know who's very confident in what they put out into the world sharpay because she's more yes. emotionally sure than mature than all these fucks <laughs> Uh, but so then he like while he's hey he has her on the phone he like climbs a tree and gets on her balcony I her room also this would have been such a, a balcony this would have been a much better movie had he fallen out of the tree and broken his arm before the big game what did happen and then Chad had to do some goddamn heavy lifting because Chad is so concerned about someone else playing all the basketball for him how about you dribble the ball Chad like like why is Troy the only one that can play basketball that is a fair point they did they do kind of. Like, make Troy seem like he's the only way they're going to win. But he's the leader. He's, like, you know, the point guard. Play you're play, you're buying it. into this propaganda. He's not the fucking messiah, no, no, like I his dad it. says no, he is. I, no, I understand. I get it. Trust me. Um, but so he climbs up onto her balcony and is like, turn around. And she turns around and he's got, like, the sheet music for the start of something new. I guess somehow he got it off the MC from the beginning of the movie. Because that's him. not a song that exists anywhere else. And he's like, listen, like, I'm sorry I goofed this so bad. Really fucking boned uh, this. Uh, but I think we should do this. And she's like, okay, I forgive you now. So yeah, so they return to school and they're back on like the whole like, yeah, we're going to go out for the musical. And they like unite the basketball and the Scholastic Bowl teams to be like kind of friends now. And so it's all working out great. And then this is the only really like villainous thing that Ryan and Sharpay do is that they know that the Scholastic Bowl competition and the state finals or whatever are at the same time on Friday and the auditions are on Thursday. So they convince Darbus to move the the callbacks yes. to... But- but this Friday, is also so it's all happening by the time they hear them and they sound amazing. Yes, so yeah, right, right. They find them practicing. They we, finally they find, them find them practicing. They're like, oh shit. And they're like, we we're, we're kind of boned. Like this isn't good. And they're like, well, if we change the date, then they can't do it. And so they're like, oh, that's brilliant. Here's another moment we have Ryan being dumb, where she's like, what if we made auditions to be the same time as those other two things. And then he's like, well, then that wouldn't work because then they couldn't do the audition. And then she's like, Ryan. And then he's like, oh, right, great idea. But so they go to Darbus and tell her, move the audition. And then like, because Darbus was already kind of suspicious and she trusts... Uh, Sharpay and Ryan so much. But She's Kelsey like, right, sees this happen. And so they find out the callbacks have been moved and that, like, that sucks because they can't do their things now. And Kelsey is like, it's Sharpay and Ryan's fault. So sorry. I don't know what that does. But they're like, all right, listen, if we all work together, we can pull this off. I think we can do it. Hands, hands in, okay. team. And Fucking Troy has this plan. 
Within seconds. Yes. He sees the audition has changed. And this is like a multi-part, multi-step, mm-hmm. very involved plan that he has within moments of looking at the callback list. He pulls this out of his ass insanely fast. The move, the pace of this movie really picks up towards the end, and I'm not sure why that is. And it gets really noticeable in the last scene. But like the pace just like really starts going. They're like, all right, we got to wrap this up. Come on, folks. And then it cuts to the next day. The Chiron guy again. Yeah. It says, day of the game, day of the Scholastic Audition, day of the callbacks. And then it just puts above all of them. Help! (laughs) Very good. Again, Chiron guy doing the Lord's work. And so they all go into homeroom and like the guys are all dressed for basketball and Zeke bakes the Scholastic team a cake Cake. that has a pie set on it, which is weird because he calls it a pie pie. It's clearly a cake, cake. Zeke. It's a cake. (laughs) What are you talking about? And they made like a poster for them that they were like, first they were like, oh, we did an equation for basketball. Nope, it's a poster. Yeah, also so sad because like the Scholastic doesn't translate to film. Like what were they going to do? It doesn't make any sense with the other ones. Right. And uh, then Darvis comes in and then they do this weird thing where they all are wearing lead underneath their jacket their warm-up jackets and so they go miss darvis check it out and then and, they all and spell Richard out Payne, ryan they've dragged them over and they like spell out on their shirts go drama club and then troy at the end goes exclamation point which i laughed laughed again at. this is where ryan can't read and he goes good drama yeah. good good dram good dram. and i was like what why is ryan so stupid now or then i guess so then so then it cuts to the end of the day, it's 3.30, auditions are at 3.30, games at 3.30, Scholastic Bowl is at 3.30. That's how it's Everything is so early. God damn it. The game is yeah, so yeah. early. And so then we get to the locker room, and Coach Bolton sits down with his son. And who's his, shirt's shirtless. his shirt's off. His shirt's off. Why don't they do off. this anymore? No one's shirtless anymore. Is that something, is that a weird thing to say as an adult woman? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not saying I want all the male leads in Disney in decom shirtless but i feel like they got away with this a lot more back in the day and now it's not done like 13th year shirtless this shirtless ryan merriman ryan merriman is shirtless like uh, we we see a lot we i saw a lot more bare chest in the early aughts and the 90s and now fully closed i mean emma would you want to would you have wanted a shirtless zed scene in zombies <laughs> i don't know how old that man is so i'm not going to confirm or deny that i would like a shirtless <laughs> zed scene the answer is that i would if yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i figured uh so he gives him a speech and he's like how are you feeling champ and he's like well i'm nervous dad and he's like listen all that matters is that you go out there and have fun I, d- I don't care what the score is, as long as I see my son out there doing All the thing that he wants. All you cared about is the score for the past fucking hour and 20, dude. Very, very much so. But this is supposed to be his thing of his, like, return, his but moment of, of being a good what? dad. Of what happened to him? There's, there's no motivation for this to happen. I think the motivation was that in the montage where we saw them sucking, he, like, saw Troy sucking, and he was like, man, the fact that he's not singing is really throwing him off his game or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. But this is his moment of, like, I just want my son to be happy. So just do the thing that makes you happy. That's pretty much what the scene is. And uh, so the game starts and then we cut this classic decathlon thing starting. And uh, yeah. And then we cut to the uh, the callbacks and we are starting and like she gives a little speech beforehand. It's also like open to the public, which is weird. I don't know why. Why would this? Are... This was this is not a thing. I don't. I refuse to believe this is a thing in any high school. It certainly wasn't in ours. But Very I, weird. In auditions, never. And then she says, "All right, Sharpay and Ryan, let's start this thing off." And ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome you to Bop to the Top on the chart of bops. This song is at the top. Before we Bop to the Top. I cannot believe they put that poor Kelsey girl in a bowler hat and a vest. Yeah, what the hell is she wearing? She looks like a lion tamer. Why would they? 
And it's for no reason. She's not, like, involved She's in not anything. auditioning. She already wrote the goddamn musicale. Why is she in a bowler? It's insanity. It's real weird. Uh, but they start doing Bop to the Top, which is one of the greatest numbers ever put to screen. <laughs> it's so good. And everyone, Mucho like we said earlier, and they do this number. It is a crime that it has to be cut between Thank that you. and the other I two events. I have the exact same note. I don't give a fuck about basketball or decathlon. Give me Bop to the Top in its entirety. Also, yes. his hips, Ryan's hips, move more fluidly Ryan, than Ashley Tisdale's. hips they are do not lie. <laughs> They do not lie. Let me he tell you is, that right now. He is like butter up there. Like it is it is so smooth. I, and so, okay, so they do this number. It's fantastic, of course. Then we see a little bit of like the Wildcats starting to pull ahead of basketball. They get like the first point in the decathlon or whatever. And then they, the, their basic plan is to stop both competitions. So Troy and Gabriella can step out for a minute and then do the audition and then go back and do the thing. That's their plan. This involves committing a crime. Yeah. They commit a crime. Also some high-tech espionage. Yeah, they mess with the scoreboard, so it's like tur- like all the lights and stuff are going off. Another scoreboard, like the whole electrical system. Can like, you lights stuff are going off. Can you explain to me how? The- okay, so they they fuck with the scoreboard for basketball, and that gets everyone out of the gym. Got it. Got it. They do an explosion of the decathlon to make everyone leave the room. How would that not make them lose? Well, I don't think it's supposed to be, like, part of the competition. Because she just writes a formula on the board. That's the first part of it. And then there's just, like, a weird chemistry set with some blue liquid. And it's not an explosion. The idea is that it's creating some kind of smell. It smells really bad. That, 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 that it smells really bad, so they have to leave the room. And I don't think that's meant to be part of the competition. I think that's just, like, a random piece of decor that happened to get real smelly. I don't know. It's strange. I don't think it's related to the competition. They do Bop to the Top. It's freaking amazing. It's Bop to the Freaky Top. It's a masterpiece. Also, when they're and done, he tosses his fedora into the crowd. He does. It's so good. Like, he Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> throws it into the crowd. It's awesome. He, like, spins it like a frisbee. It's so funny. Yes. And uh, then she's... Then so Darvis is like, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Montez and Bolton. Montez and Bolton. And they don't show up. Nobody. All right. Well, that's going to do it. I guess this was the only callback for anything was for Ryan and Sharpay. Um, and then Troy and Gabriella run in. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Miss Darvis, we're here. We're here. So sorry. Right we're late. Uh, she's like, I called your name. That's Twice. why it is. Sucks, sucks, sucks to be you. And then, like, the fact that everybody from the other two venues comes, comes to in, the theater, like, convinces her that they should get to perform. Because I guess, like, this shows her that. They're, they are serious about this it. This is a doing business decision on Darvis's part. That's that what too. I saw. Like, you're no, going to sell too. tickets. Put Troy Bolton in your goddamn show. You're going to get butts and seats. This is community theater, basically. You got to go where the money is, man. Th- yeah, that too. And so then they go up and then like, so then like Sharpay and Ryan are trying to be like, well, you know, maybe next year you missed the audition or whatever. And then they're like, that's showbiz. And then all the people come in and Darvis is like, no, <laughs> They say the word showbiz. showbiz so much in this they 20 do. minute span. And so then they get ready to perform. They're still in their athletic wear and like the lab coat that I guess you wear for Scholastic. Yeah, Scholastic. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were doing yeah. chemistry at some point. It's weird. And they get up there to start to perform. Kelsey sits at the piano. Oh, also there's a weird bit of, like, tension that they try and create where she calls their name. Kelsey says, they'll be here, I promise. And they're like, if they're not here, they're screwed. And then Kelsey runs off. And then they go up saying, like, we're ready. And it's like, well, we don't have have a pianist. And then Kelsey runs back out. It's like, no, I'm here now. Like, I was like, what what was the point of creating that? It was over in five seconds. So they get ready to sing. And then as they're about to start, Gabriella has, like, a freak out, like, when she had that solo in the church choir, I guess. And she's like, Troy, I can't do this. And then he looks at her and he's like, just like in kindergarten, remember? Just you and me, like, being who we are, that kind of thing. And it's kind of dumb. But then they start singing, and this is Breaking Free, 
one of the most iconic songs. I feel like I've we've overused this the word song, iconic to at this I, point, but this like song don't let it think it's any less of a fact. Fucking bangs. I rewound this three times because <laughs> I had chills. I was turned on. Like it is such a good okay. song. I want this song played at my wedding. Like I forgot how good it is. And it's really the only Troy and Gabriella song to bang this hard. The other ones are like fine. This one really just goes the fuck off. And th- I, all I can describe to you is like, you guys know this. She's got the lab coat. She's scared. He comes up to her. He's like, like kindergarten. Come on, let's do this. Mm-hmm. She takes, she's whipping the lab coat off, singing. The moment, which I, you should remember from the trailer or just every time they promo this on the Disney Channel, where he screams. We're breaking free. Yes. And punches the air. Punches upward and then spins around her with plane arms. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Everybody's with me. I was like, oh my God. Like, I have, it was like fucking seeing the Beatles live. Like, I (laughs) (laughs) never been so in awe of something than that moment. And when she throws her hands up on where, run in, come in, and just like spinning around in circles, he like spins her. Guys, it's like, Pure heroin. It's a, it's a spiritual experience, is what it is. They they do the number. Everybody in the auditorium starts clapping because they've accepted that. Oh, group that. clap. Darvis throws her clipboard. Yeah. She's like, they're she in. She does. Uh, then the number ends, and everyone's applauding and freaking out. Uh, Troy gives Gabrielle the cheek kiss because, oh. I guess. Emma, Emma, how old were they? Maybe 17, 18. Yeah, because if one of them was uh, not 18, I can understand it. But also, this will become a cruel joke. She is, I think, movie. one year younger than him. Maybe because we've 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 posited before about the reasons why they don't let people kiss on Disney Channel. One of them was that that they're not both legal adults, and that so I we could buy that. I don't know. It's not important, but guess the cheek is also they're not explicitly a couple yet. I guess maybe I don't know. Um, come uh, on. Yeah, I know. But so they do that, and the she is amazing. one year younger than him. I do think he was eighteen. She was. 17. Yeah, so that's probably why they don't kiss. So then by High School Musical 2, when they finally do kiss, she, she would have been 18. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, so they do that. It's awesome. And then we got immediately back to the basketball game. Troy sinks the winning shot right as the buzzer beater, right as it goes out. He steals the ball, gets it in there. Crowd goes wild, of course. Uh, and uh, everyone storms this court, freaking mm-hmm. out. And then this, this is what I'm saying about the ending being so so fast first of all everyone's in different clothes pretty much oh she finally looks hot she gets like a sandy grease makeover where she has like hot red dress i was like where the fuck did that come yeah, from well because because everybody needs to be wearing red or white and uh because those are the wildcat colors wildcats. and get and he's like he's like yeah we did it and he runs up to gabriella and then he's like how did it go and she's like we won too we don't get to see it though i guess not that i care but it's weird didn't give a fuck and, no, and like they're all jumping around chanting. Uh, Coach Bolton gives them like the basketball trophy. So okay, let's just hit these beats real quick before we get to the yopper. Uh, okay, the Chad what? kind of asked ta- Chad kind of asked Taylor out. I guess I, that was that's a thing now. And she's I mean, I fucking like psyched the, about it after calling is. him an illiterate moron moments yes, ago. The whole, the whole film, he's she's into it. Uh, Sharpay is cool now, I guess, because she's like, I guess I'm your understudy, so break a leg. Of nothing. I'm up, I can't say that word. What is it? A pro? Apropos. <laughs> what the hell, Emma? This is my Andrea. I can't say it. Apropos of nothing. She's like, 
fine, I, all my competitive spirit is lost, but don't worry, it comes yep. back in a movie. That is really a problem I have with the whole franchise that we don't need to get into, but they keep wanting to make Sharpay the villain, but at the end of each of them, she's like nice again, so at the start the of the next one. Because she's yeah. the hero. Also, Zeke comes up to Sharpay again. And uh, yeah, see, well, yes, so she, hang on, so Sharpay is really nice, she's like, I'm your understudy, I'm super cool with it, break a leg, and that means good luck in theater, ha ha ha, you'll do great. And then she's walking away, and he's like, hey, Sharpay, do you want to like, come with me to the after party? And and she's like, uh, no, I don't care. And they say, well, I made you these cookies. And hands her a bag of cookies. And then she's like, turns me down. And Ryan's like, thanks, man. You know who takes, takes cookies? Ryan. Ryan. And he's like, great game. And like, looks at Zeke. Because Ryan could have been a fucking gay icon. And Michael Eisner, you old dirty bitch, you robbed me of this. You robbed me of this. You robbed everyone of this. I'm Ugh. sorry. And I was so mad in that second. I wanted to take you to me watching this movie. I was like, God damn it. I'm so mad at Disney. The two opening chords of this song start, and I was like, forgive you. Forgive you for... <laughs> well, no, we, we can't skip. We have to say one more thing, is they do the classic... Well, he gives... First of all, Troy gives the trophy to Kelsey. Why is she still wearing the bowler hat, even though her outfit's because, completely because, changed? Because... Because he gives her the trophy. He's like, here you go. You're the playmaker. You deserve it. Even though she really didn't do that much in the context of the film. And and then Jason, who's one of the minor uh, characters, minor of the basketball players, comes up, takes her bowler hat off, and she has beautiful, long, bl- brown, flowing hair. And she's, of course, hot now because she's got this her girl, hot red shirt on. Alyssa Rulin has gotten fucked left and, left and right by Disney. In high, Halloween Town High, she was a goddamn troll woman. Yep. And now they're putting in a, her in a bowler for an hour hour and a half until the very last second i was her i would be fucking furious um but so that happens and i'm like wait why is that happening and then like emma said the first two chords of start song i was like oh wait none of this matters because this is about to happen every possible complaint you could have about the oh, end of I this was film furious. gets and then my, my anger melted away because we guys we are all in this together it is I, this is, I think, honestly, the most iconic musical performance where they're all, you know, pumping their arms. The and thing that's insane is, like, number one, I still know every single dance move. Another amazing part is when Ryan comes up on the stands, dressed in all red in a red fedora, doing I a love pelvic Ryan's pop. Here. Michael yeah. Jackson would come out of his grave to see. Like, he is Michael Jacksoning the shit, pulls the fedora down, is just thrusting his cry. Who okayed that? I know who did. It was Kenny Cortega. But, like, he's (laughs) thrusting his crotch. And that's when, again, I said, oh, fuck you, Disney. And then I was like, this song bangs. I can't stay angry. And then he does this. There's an amazing piece of choreography that I'm going to try to describe for you guys where Ryan jumps forward with, like, the agility of a a border collie in an agility course. Like, jumps forward, (laughs) arms out in straight. And someone, people catch him. And then lift him up like a board, like light as a feather, stiff as a board. And he becomes a tunnel, a human tunnel, which <laughs> Sharpay struts out of. <laughs> that does happen, yes. And she's like, we're all here, speak. And he's above her, like a human, like a human tunnel. It is the funniest and most amazing part of the sequence that I like really didn't appreciate before. There is, there is also, I do have a smite, slight problem with some of the lyrics of this song. Because like that part where she goes, we're all here and special in our own way. I was like, that's, uh, that's really cringy for me that like they're just calling it out directly. Everyone's special in their own way. No, it's just, it's weird. Because it's just like being like, this is the message of the movie is we're all special in in our own way is what I'm saying. It's just very blunt. Luke, they literally said the song was the start of something new and it was the start of something new. If you're looking for for subtlety, you are in the wrong film. Yeah, you you make a fair point. 
Uh, but yeah, so they do this dance, and it's freaking amazing. It's great. Watch it. Seriously, guys, just watch High School Musical if you have. I, I, I wish the problem with podcasts is that I can't describe choreography, and like much like Sex in the City, the fifth character is New York City. In High School Musical, the fifth character is the choreography. Like it's so good because Kenny Ortega is an amazing choreographer. He like, is, and but, it's but it's just, just but good. I, I, the, my problem is that I feel like we just wasted like however long we've been talking because you should just watch High School Musical. Like we could have just oh, like you don't come need on us. and then, like you don't need yeah, us you for don't this need shit. Us. You know, yeah, uh, but then so the credits roll, the light credits roll, and then it comes up and Zeke is alone in the gymnasium, kicking the balloons around because Sharpay didn't like him. But then Sharpay bursts through a door and is like, "These cookies are the best things I've ever eaten in my entire life. Will you make more of them for me, Zeke?" And then he, she like runs at him and he's like, "What the hell is happening?" And then she like latches onto him and hugs him and she's he's like, "Oh, I might even make you creme brulee." And she's like, "Oh." And that's a weird. Isn't it so weird that they probably thought that was the end of High School Musical? Like they they were like rap. That, that's what I'm saying. But like at the end of all each of the movies, the, the trilogy is I think they think that it's the last one, so they end it like yes. finally, and they, then they, they have to write their way out. They're never confident in their ability to bring it back. And then they have, and then they have to write their way out of it by the second one. Like as in the start of the second one, she does not give two shits about Zeke, even though like. That we have this guys. This Nick second Fury one is so good. I'm so it's, fucking it's my excited. favorite. It's my favorite Disney Channel original movie. Emma, we've it said it before. It's the best. Has, this uh, is great, but two is truly uh, the, they, they perfected. I like, like okay. We can just the movie's over. We'll, we can do closing thoughts here. This movie is fantastic. It is even if you were past when you watch Disney Channel original movies, you should watch the movie. It's so important to the history of Disney Channel and culture and childhood, and we freaking love everything it. about it is so incredible. And it's but it's a movie that in my opinion is more than the sum of its parts. If you break this movie down and look at it, some some of the things are weak. Like we said Gabriella's storyline and acting is very and very everything weak. Everything that some, <laughs> some, some of the writing can be really really weak. The choreography is amazing no matter how you slice it. Uh, the some of the lyrics can be kind of weird, but you put that all together in this package and put Kenny Ortega at the helm, you get a freaking fantastic film it, it has an energy to it that i feel like you can't really replicate anywhere else and disney has tried many times with multiple other disney channel original movies but there's just something about it that like just gets to you you know that it's, it's hard to describe and you know stars what i think aligned. it was coach bolton <laughs> he's, he's the, the he's the glue that holds this shit together um but emma what what would you say you would rate this film because i'm thinking i'm gonna give it like i don't know maybe a four i think i mean much like coach bolton i'm gonna give this an 11 out of 10 <laughs> i know yeah well we're not gonna break the scale the scale is already weird, it's a 10 out of 10 I, it's I, a it's a perfect 10 it's a 10 like, it's a 10 you can't say you can't cast aspersions and say that it's not a perfect 10 it's, it's a uh, fucking 10 it's 10 out of 10 and it's, i mean with my I, judging it's a 10 yeah, it, it's a 10. Can't even. Uh, we, we don't have a tagline for this month. Watch High School Musical. That should just be your takeaway from this whole podcast. Emma, what are we watching next month? Um, We are watching a movie that I've never seen, but I... Oh, no. It, it just stars people that we have seen. I think you might have seen it. Um, A movie called Dadnapped. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one. I've this not is, seen it. Fun fact, this is the movie that made me stop watching Disney Channel original <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, I'm so excited that it's the one that I picked, but that's where we're yeah, going. Yeah, that's okay. Interesting. I I picked it out of sheer curiosity because I've never seen it, and I yeah. It's like, well, it's Emily Osment from Hannah Montana. Is that's her movie? Yeah. Um, and her, guess what? Her dad gets kidnapped. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that next month. That'll be fun. That's a neat, fun one. 
Uh, Emma, uh, where can people find you online? They can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. Uh, but really, you should find us on Twitter, which is yeah. at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow. Become one of our D comrades. Tell us what you want from us. Comments, concerns, complaints. I won't listen to the complaints, but give it to us. Send us an email, uh, dcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Stitcher, Rate Google and Play review Music, us. Whatever, whatever For the on. love of God. Um, do I have to coach we, Bolton, you guys? Rate and review us. <laughs> um, it helps us so much, and it means a lot it to does me mean, it means personally. A lot. And, uh, you should, and you should check out some more of the podcasts on Audio Entropy. They're all great, but it's not their anniversary, so we're not going to go <laughs> talk about them. But what we do want to say is we want to give a genuine, full-hearted thank you to you guys, the listeners, for sticking with us, helping us cut as far, get as far as we have, saying how much you like the show on Twitter, writing such nice reviews. It really does. I can't describe how nice it feels to make something and have an audience where they tell you how much they like it. It really, it really feels good, and you guys are pretty much the reason we keep doing it, and it would not be as fun are if the we best. were just muttering to ourselves. You guys are great. You guys are the best, and honestly, it makes me feel like a part of a team. What team? Wildcats! <laughs> but because we are, we really are all in this together. And Woo! as part of that, we want to announce a little something, is that we have had um, problems in the past. We've had long stretches where we go without guests. Because we are lazy and unorganized. And unpopular. Uh, <laughs> but you guys have shown so much interest in guesting and sent us emails and tweet messages and twitters and all that stuff and we the, the the fact of the matter is yeah we're so unorganized that in general we don't have time to um have like to get you on in time but without without being fair with by being fair to you and giving you enough time basically to we need whatnot. a system we need a workflow and we got one we got a form now we have a google form that you can find on our twitter i will try and get it on our website as well if i can figure out how to do that um, and so what you, what we want you to do, fill out the form about why you want to talk about this movie, and we will contact you from there. And we If we really like your hope- answer and you agree with yeah. me about there being more shirtless scenes, <laughs> yes. we will select you. And, and those so, are my only criteria. Some restrictions apply. You can check out the Google form for more of that. Just read the form. Really, it's all on the form. Yeah. It's all on the form. My voice we is really, worse. I really need to leave. Yeah. We really look forward to getting to know you guys a little better. And here, and thank you so much for getting us to two years. Here's to the year number three, baby. Woo! All right. Wildcats. We will, Wildcats. We will see you next time, guys. DCOMs forever. Goodbye. What team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Wildcats. Get, get your head in the game. game.
Where's my team, Darvis? What the heck are those two doing at a tree? 